another week. Another talking dirty. Nothing. Just silence. All right, all right, all right. To each his own. This week we got for you special guest meter. Come on. Oh, uh, it's like that. It's like the cow joke. Interrupting cow. What? Uh, yeah, just like knock knock. He's there. I was waiting to do the move. No, I was waiting for you to do the move. <laughs> yeah. I start talking. I try to talk so you can do the move. <laughs> Anyways, we got special guest meter on today to talk about the MLB lockout. Uh, do the full breakdown for that. Works work stoppage. Work stoppage. Okay, that's one way to put it. Then in the NBA, we got your injuries headlines. Deep three. Is Zion a bust? More on that. Then power rankings. Then, of course, the NFL, we got the Week 14 recap, injuries, headlines, the uh, playoff picture, as well as segments in the Week 15 pickums, And then in pop culture, we got some uh, movie information for Spider-Man, then the new Hawkeye episode, and then, of course, your jams of the week. So, uh, with that, Ryan, take it away. Before we get started, it's the Christmas season, so if you're looking for a present to get Anyone in your life who's an alcoholic, mm-hmm. um, our koozies are only seven dollars a piece. I was just joking about the alcohol joke. Alcoholism is a serious, serious thing. But anyway, koozies for sale, seven bucks a piece, orange and blue, uh, with our talkadary logo on it. It's really, they're really nice, really good gift to give the guy you don't know what to get them. Um, Warm hands, uh, cold, cold beer, beer can't, can't lose. lose. Um, DM us if you're interested. Seven bucks a piece at DJ Sports on Twitter, Instagram. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Brett, how are you doing? Yeah. Doing great, boys. Excited to be on. Not often we get to talk baseball in December, but here we are. Yes, sir. Sorry, I'm just fucking with the mic real quick. <laughs> Trying to make it so they should... There we go. Yeah, Easy swing. Because we're... We're broke, so if, you want to, if you're listening, if you want to donate money, do so, <laughs> so we can get a mixer of three mics, but until then, when we have guests on, I have to swing my mic around. Swing around and around, but it's working. Uh, I, pull, uh, I pulled it away. No one heard you say it's working. And then it didn't work. Uh, you know, I heard that either. <laughs> but, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get into it in the next segment, but we just witnessed history. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, Steph Crazy, Curry. dude. All right. Record that'll never be broken again. Yeah, we'll get into that basketball. We'll talk about it in a little bit here. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's kick it off with some, uh, first up, miscellaneous sports NCAA football. Miscellaneous sports NCAA football. <laughs> so uh, obviously the Heisman. Presented by Bob the Bug Guy. <laughs> the uh, Heisman Award ceremonies this past week. And of course, not unexpectedly at all, Bryce Young won. The uh, quarterback from Alabama, he said that the last Heisman winner that he remembered watching was RG3 in 2011. Holy fuck, I feel old. <laughs> and, that's, and RG3 was there. Yeah, yeah. he was there. How old yeah. do you think he feels? Yeah, what, what do you call Kenny? Like Mr. Mr. Slide or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Fake Slide. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there was that other scene whenever like Tim Tebow's just 
doing an awful like oh look at me i'm making a joke guys like whenever uh <laughs> hutchinson was like talking like, oh, i wanted to come back beat ohio state and cj stroud was like kenny than cj yeah. and like uh it has made that comment and then tebow's like wait hold up everyone kenny make sure you're between those two and it's like jesus christ and tebow i i always like to do it but he's an idiot nice yeah i hate him now <laughs> Yeah, I'm not exactly chairman of the Tim Tebow fan club. His shtick's a little old to me. Yeah, absolutely. He can't figure out the curve. You said you said commercial. Yeah, <laughs> is it a hot house? Yeah, yeah, they like yeah, brag on Tebow on. the entire commercial. Yeah, that's great. Like, oh, you can't teach Tebow the curve. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Bo Jackson like shooting an arrow. Yeah, what is he? Clint Eastwood trouble with the curve. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have for NCAA football. Pretty um, much, we're done with that until uh, the college football playoffs well, start. Well, um, I'd like to throw a little news thing in there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Kenny's not playing in the Peach Bowl. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, which mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't blame him at all. And they're looking to extend Narduzzi again. I have got to hope not. That's what I mean. I, I hope not. It sucks <laughs> that he had a good season because of Kenny, because now Narduzzi is gonna be locked up. Oh yeah, and I mean. Critiques of you know Narduzzi aside, it's hard not to justify an extension when Pitt has their best team probably in since what oh three when they lost to Utah, right? Was that Larry Fitz? Yeah, that was Larry. Yeah, that, Alex, Alex Smith beat him. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know what a blast from the past that is, but yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Kenny Pitt, Kenny Pickett shouldn't play. There's no college football playoffs for them. Like the. The fuck does he have to play for? Like he won old, the ACC championship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, big old. He what's well, he gonna get a big old peach trophy for? And he, he and he made the name for himself game, with like, the fake slide. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's in the books for a while we, now. They and literally wrote a rule because of him, mm-hmm. and people might honestly go after him because of it. Yeah, yeah, like defenders. Um, but at the end of the day, though, I think I'm kind. I'm really happy that he's not playing in there though, because if Narduzzi goes and loses in the Peach Bowl. Then it's like, all right, yeah, we're probably not going to extend this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, if he wins, hey, all right, fine, do your thing. Yeah, but yeah, I, he's going to get cooked. <laughs> he's gonna, yeah. There's no way we're going to do anything without Kenny Pickett in that game. But I am interested to see because um the backup we have is like the guy we have moving forward. I forget yeah. his name off the top of my head. For the future, so I want to see how he is because everyone's mm-hmm. that's the biggest question. Like, how is he going to be? Yeah. So see, oh, also. They released the first team All American, second team All American. Addison yeah. made it on first team, mm-hmm. and then Kenny made it on second team. And That's then good. they they had a D lineman make third team, but I'm admittedly drawing a blank on his name. I forget too. But then uh, I also read there's only four ACC guys or five ACC guys yes, made any of the All American teams, and three of them are from Pitt. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> like I, I forget um, the I I just read it as like a pop up notification on my phone from my my. Uh, Sports app, yeah, and like I read, I briefly read through the thing, but like I when, was looking for the guy. What is the Peach Bowl? Do we know? Thirtieth, uh, December thirtieth okay. at seven on ESPN. Okay. All right, I'm cool with that. All right, um, anything else for college football though? Uh, no. All right. Well, like we said in the intro here, so we got Meter, our good friend, on board today for uh, discussing the MLB what work withdrawal? Is that what we're calling it? Uh, work stoppage work or stop- lockout? <laughs> I think would be the. More appropriate term than withdrawal. All right, all right. <laughs> well, yeah, hey, yeah, this ain't no rehab facility. You don't have to withdraw. It's fucking. It's, it's a union strike. By that, I mean the owners are unionizing against the players. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm gonna pass you the mic meter. Uh, you can explain the entire thing because honestly, we have no idea what's the exact. I know it's something to do with like this. Uh, what CBA is up and they 
there's there's a big miscommunication. Not like a, there's a big gap between owners and players. That's all I know. So if you want to get into the nitty gritty details, we'll chime in when we feel necessary. But this is a, this is the meter show right now. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be talking baseball in December. A very rare occurrence. Um, yeah. So this off season has actually been a particularly interesting one, especially with the CBA negotiations. So the most recent CBA or collective bargaining agreement. It's an agreement between management and a union in, you know, those type of circumstances. Mm -hmm. Um, So they agree to it once every five years. The most recent one was signed on December 1st, 2016. So at 11.59 on December 1st, it ran out. Ah. Yeah. So, um, and these CBAs, they cover a litany of things that factor into a player's life, you know. Length of season, free agency, uh, role surrounding arbitration, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, and often, so <laughs> since they didn't meet the criteria to sign a new CBA, obviously with no CBA in place, there's no mm-hmm. work in place. Um, oftentimes, these work these work stoppages are usually the union walking away from the table. But that's yeah. not what happened this time. It was actually the ownership that walked away from the table. Which that's what's really throwing me off here, because it usually is like the union saying like we these players need this, these players need that. We're not going to play until whatever. But now it's the owners like fuck you guys. Are they saying like we need we need the owners like because of like COVID the COVID shit? It it's some of that and just because both sides are seemingly so far away from one another that yeah. the That's not. ownership is like, ah, you guys come talk to us when we're well and ready. And, you know, pitchers and catchers don't even report to spring training until mid-February, so it, there's no rush. Mm-hmm. Um, so with this work stoppage, at this point, players can't use team facilities, can't really be in contact with their teams, teams can't, uh, teams can't pursue free agents, which... I mean, I'm sure if you guys were looking at it, baseball free agency in the month of November was nuts. Yeah. You know, ju- just, in, just in November, there was a combined $1.7 billion worth of free agent signings and another $500 million in contract extensions just in the month of November. Um, this includes people such as uh, Marcus Simeon and Max Scherzer, who both inked very large deals in November and believe it or not, are also on the MLBPA's Player Association's uh, executive board. So <laughs> they're participating directly in these negotiations as well. It's not a conflict of interest or anything. That's yeah. just a yeah, it's yeah. just a weird coincidence. Yeah, it's just a weird kind fact. Kind of funny, though. Um, I don't know if you're going to get into it or not, but going off of what you just said, I was going to say before that, whenever you were talking about how, like, everything they don't like they can't get the facilities all that stuff i love whenever the second the lockout started like mlb.com made like all the players like profiles like they took all their pictures off and it was just like the empty <laughs> silhouette yeah. and i think some like trevor may maybe there's another it's like oh, some pitcher changes profile picture on twitter to his like his uh mlb profile was just a silhouette yeah yeah so actually a couple former buckos all did it too um Jameson Tyon, Austin Meadows, and Kutch, Andrew yeah. Kutchin all did it. Changed your Twitter pictures to the empty silhouette. Yeah. Which the empty silhouette's hilarious. Yeah. That's, that's um, so funny. And on top of that, if you read the if you read the articles from MLB.com, if you want to hear about, you know, what are some possible free agent signings that might come up, um, what players are gonna do what, 
uh, you might want to look somewhere else because there's no mention of anybody who's currently playing. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of what they're putting out right now on MLB.com is articles about like great throwback teams, legendary players, uh, minor league prospect watch. Yes, Philly. <laughs> um, one example of this is uh, on December 9th, they published an article titled 50 Years Ago Today, The Mets Traded Nolan Ryan. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, I guess that's significant to baseball history, but like, you know, nobody goes on. Shit. Yeah, nobody <laughs> goes on there to hear about Nolan Ryan getting traded half a century ago. Yeah, that's just that's just ridiculous. <laughs> of an article like they, I, I feel bad honestly for the writers who write these articles, like the journalists, because like they literally just yeah, they're probably told like, hey, get something out there. Like it's yeah, like, like it's like uh, honestly how the journalists were during COVID, where it's like, let's do a fake five on five basketball yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. Let's see who'd win. Like, yeah. what? Who would win this matchup? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like you know they. The COVID thing was hilarious because you had them, you know, doing the three-point contests in their driveway at their house with mm -hmm. no real three-point line or anything like that. But that's a whole other discussion. Um, yeah, but so some of the things that MLB really wanted to include. Um, they wanted universal designated hitters, <clears throat> which there is an agreement on that with the MLBPA because, like, a lot of pitchers could be concerned about getting hit with, hit with a pitch and hurt. Mm -hmm hurt sliding into a base, things like that. Um, they wanted to institute an NBA-style lottery draft. So if you're a Buccos fan, um, sorry, but the MLB doesn't want you to have the number one pick every year. Um, if if there if there is a no salary cap, there has to be no lottery. If there's if there's yeah. a if there if there's a salary cap, then yeah, you can do a lottery. But if there's mm -hmm. like a no salary cap, then you got to give these small market teams who can't afford a Chinese like some kind of chance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the bit one of the big areas of conflict here was over what's called the competitive balance tax or the luxury tax. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's a lot of ball clubs that come nowhere near the number. To where you start getting taxed. Uh, the current la la uh, current luxury tax is two hundred and ten million dollars as your payroll, and then you're taxed on every dollar you spend after that. Mm -hmm. So if you spend two hundred and eleven million on payroll, you're getting taxed on the one million. Um, the MLB wanted to move that to two hundred and fourteen million, so an increase, but an incredibly marginal one. Um, Possibly escalating all the way up to $220 million over the course of the CBA. But that is way lower than what the union asked for. The union originally wanted $248 million as the threshold so players can get bigger paydays and stuff yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then when they went to the table, they knocked it down to two forty-five, and MLB still said no. Is there a reason the owners would be against that for... I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, so the reason that the owners would be against that, I suppose, is because that would incentivize players, uh, just top name players money. to ask for more. Okay. Yeah. So if they just, can just strictly, they don't want to pay more money to the players. Right. Of course. Okay. So, yeah. But, but I feel like teams like Steve Cohen, like owners like that, who are like, okay, we'll pay whatever. But like, I think they'd be voted for making it higher because that means less Luxury tax at the bay. Mm -hmm. That's what I was kind of thinking. So, there's probably some fine print we don't know about. Mm -hmm. There's definitely fine print we don't know about with these kind of with these kind of things. Um, I think the 
the low threshold is for is mainly to help out, you know, smaller market teams and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but the big issue for the MLBPA is getting players paid early. So yeah. for the first six years of um, your career in the MLB, you're under contract with um, with you, the team that drafts you, um, and you're often making far below what you're making, uh, far below your market rate. So one example I'll use of this is uh, in 2015, Chris Bryant won uh, NL MVP. But he was so short into his career, he was only making he was making under a million dollars, which is wild. Which yeah. is completely wild for an MVP player. Mm-hmm. So, at the mo- what they're trying to do is they want to get players paid early. Because um, I mean, a lot of your a lot of times you're in your prime in your mid twenties or so, um, and and you're not getting paid like you're in your prime, right? And a lot of times by the time. Um, the players reach 29, 30, and they're free agents, um, their value does go down. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it what it does is it screws over a lot of the uh, second and third tier guys that you know aren't necessarily the ones you hear making big splashes in free agency, but you know they're still good payers, players, but they're getting paid well under market value. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, they want to make the league minimum um, for three seasons before they are able to relate to advance to a court-related arbitration to try to get more money incentivized. Um, but the big thing here, too, is the MLB proposed moving the arbitration age up one year um, from 29 to 28. Uh, the league or the MLBPA did, uh, the league proposed removing it altogether and replacing it with an algorithmically based system where, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very money ball-esque. Yeah. It's gonna, res- that would result in a lot of guys getting underpaid. Mm. Um, and I mean, algorithms don't always hold up. Like, exactly. You're, yeah. you're signing a guy in January, February thinking what his past value was. Mm-hmm. However, he, that guy could, you know, have done something to where he's unlocked a certain something in his game or whatever and yeah. puts out at a level far exceeding what he gets paid. Um, so that ends up, you know, underselling... That uh, that undersells, you know, most of the MLB at that point. But it can also allow for younger players to get paid more earlier. Mm-hmm. So the, the MLB's issue is they want to – basically, I'll sum it like this. The MLB wants to keep paying pretty much the same amount of money. They don't really care when they pay it. Um, and then the MLBPA wants to get younger guys paid earlier while still keeping a system in place to where if you're perhaps exceeding your prime, you could still – get a good signing as a second mm-hmm. or third tier player. Um, the, the MLBPA seemed to have been willing to stay at the table and work out a deal. Mm-hmm. It was it was the ownership that walked away. <laughs> the MLBPA said it was an incredibly drastic measure, um, but the ownership is on board with letting this thing rock. And, la- and like I said, you know, we're 
We're two months away from pitchers and catchers reporting who report three weeks before everyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that could that could just honestly amount in, you know, us not hearing a dang thing. And there, with there being no timetable, there's a possibility that this could co- cause a uh, condensed spring training, uh, maybe even some games missed in the regular season. Yeah, well, that was actually going to be my number one question after you're done explaining it all. Was do you, like, do you think it's going to carry like over into like spring training for opening day, push everything back, or do you think like when we get closer to spring training, these owners are going to be like, all right, we need to get this rolling before opening day, that we're going to miss out on money because they made a big stink about how much money they were losing during COVID, the short season. Remember they were arguing back and forth between the PA and the owners about how many games they're going to play on the short season because of all that shit. The owners were pushing for more and more because the TV deals and all that shit. And the players were like, no, fuck you. We won't pay for the same. I was wondering, like, do you think the owners were going to, like, crack at some point getting closer to the season because they missed all those that run up revenue on the games they missed a couple years ago because COVID. They don't want to miss games, like, this year. So, do you think they'll, like, eventually crack a little bit? So, uh, no, I don't. I think... I, unfortunately, even though I agree more with the MLBPA in this circumstance, I think they're ultimately going to be the ones that bend the knee. Um, Because players won't get their paychecks. Players won't get their paychecks. Mm -hmm. They won't get their benefits. Um, You know, you're going to have, in in the way that the MLB is set up, you know, it's not like less games would make them, less games would make them less money, perhaps. But... You don't you don't actually need to put fans in the stands as to, TV to make profit. Yeah, TV and, deals are more make more money than actual attendance, honestly. And with the revenue sharing and everything that goes on amongst different teams, like mm. you can you can play with no fans and mm. still turn a profit, whether it's COVID or just because your team sucks and no one wants to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's going to be the case where the players. Then, for the most part, they're going to get some concessions, but it's going to be on things such as, like, an inter- international draft, um, universal designated hitters, it's ge- maybe a pitcher's clock. It's going to be things that are more in-game than actually, like, related money. to money or any sort of benefits or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, so you're saying, like, the... There most likely will be a universal DH after this. It's quite possible. I I think that I think it's likely. Um, per, personally, I think if you're you have to do either. I hate the ALDH, no NLDH rule. I think it has to be either you do none or you do both. What would you prefer? I don't know. Me me personally, I prefer neither. Like no one having it. No one having it. Yeah, that's right. I think I I think it might be because we're fans of an NL team. I think it's I'd like seeing pitchers have to hit. Yeah, and I think I like pitcher, seeing pitchers have to hit. I like the whole like all right, if we're gonna pull this guy. We have to be strategic with the pitch hitter. Um, I I think having a DH is just obviously it's more scoring and more fun for the fans. But I like there being like a strategic standpoint of like all right, do we pull this pitcher early because we need a hit here or what? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think a lot of the reform- wait real quick, and it makes and it makes people like Shohei Tani even more valuable than they are. Like him being in the AL and being like a pitcher who can hit is such a waste. 
Like, if he's in the NL, that would be insanely more, like, beneficial to that team than he is in the AL. Yeah. And, and what it does is, I mean, it allows him to stay in the lineup every game, but that also provides more opportunity for, you know, him to get hurt, too. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, Shohei Otani is a perfect example of, you know, it's not like these guys can't hit, you know, because they – they're playing, you know, maybe international ball or they're playing D1 college ball or something. They're still hitting for good averages. And then, oh, yeah. what, what, they get to the league and forget how that works? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like, yeah, they're, like, these are, these are world-class athletes. They can, they can hit it with enough dedication to it. Totally random. But I don't get how pitchers can't hit. Like, you're saying, like, all that shit, every level they hit, they know what, how, like, Pitching on there, they're their experts of the well, what yeah, pitches get thrown. Like you think they know, like, all right, this guy's gonna throw this. I'm gonna swing yeah. here now because that's what I would do against me in this situation. Mm. Like you would think, like pitchers would like not be able to hit like hand-eye coordination or powers and that, but like they would be able to know like what the pitch is gonna be. Yeah, like be able to at least get on base pretty consistently. Yeah. Like big contact. They should be mm. pitchers should be good contact hitters. Sure. I think an issue with that, too, is that, like, hitting becomes so tertiary. Like, they're rarely taking BP. Oh, yeah. They're, you know, they're they're not seeing actual pitches. And when you're hitting out of a jugs machine, like, you're not seeing a 14-inch break on a curve. Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, it's there's, so, there's something to it being difficult if you get no repetition at it. Um, but, yeah, no, they're... And the whole the whole concession of the universal DH uh, clock for pitchers between pitches, things like that. I think the MLB is really looking in the wrong place for you know things to incentivize more fans. I mean, we have these tanking systems in uh, the MLB, which you know teams are already going into spring training with the intention of losing ninety five hundred. Mm. Like not Us. yeah, not with the possibility, with the intention. So yeah. yeah, it's ruining it's ruining baseball as a sport in places like Pittsburgh, Oakland, Baltimore, mm. so on and so forth. It's like yeah, you're not gonna really incentivize baseball if your team isn't at least trying to win. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I feel you there. So the tank, the tanking, I think, is the big problem, and that's what needs to be stopped. Which with the lottery, that stop that. Yeah, the lot, the lottery would stop that, or it it would give you, if teams really want to play the percentage game with lottery picks. But then again, like in with the salary, with there being no salary cap, it's hard to really like enforce a lottery. Yeah, which that's like that's what I, that's my point with the anti lottery is like, if there's no salary cap, then what are these bottom teams supposed to do? Like the Pirates aren't getting any big free agents, so like, like they're not gonna be able to, they're not gonna pay like this guy whatever whatever. So the only chance is to like, which my 2025 Pirates playoffs World Series <laughs> prediction I've been saying for the last whatever year now, it only it only can work because we're. We have water. We've had like the first ever pick in forever. So all these guys are slowly developing, and it's going to be like a perfect storm of like we're going to be good for a little bit because of it, but yeah. only because we don't have a lottery and we get high draft picks. Now, if we, I'll say we had a lottery, like the NHL lottery a few years ago, the Red Wings were the worst team in the league by far, and they didn't get the first overall pick. Okay. Like that is just bad. Like they were like literally, like, I want to say like 
15 or 20 points behind the next team. Yeah, yeah. they got the third pick. I remember that year. Or something like crazy like that. Yeah. That's where the lottery's flawed. I like it for, like, no tanking. Like, look at the, ML, look at the NBA right now, which we'll get to in the next segment. But, like, actually, well, I probably won't touch on this. So I'll talk about it. now. The Rockets were one in whatever. Now they went on a seven-game They went on a seven game win streak. Mm-hmm. And these players can do that because they still have a chance they can get the first-overall pick even if they're off, like, the absolute worst record. Exactly. They don't do a one in 81 yeah. to get the first-overall pick. They can still get it while, like, these players are actually trying to, like, prove themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is one good thing about a lottery system. Um, like, these young guys can actually try, and that's not going to affect the – Team. Sure. In, in baseball, it's hard to it'd be harder to enforce with no salary cap, as we've alluded mm-hmm. to. But like, I mean, it 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 would be nice to have no have no tanking because in a system where you have like no lottery, let's say the NFL for example, if you're the Detroit Lions and you're one in ten and one, what's the point? Like, yeah. you've <laughs> been out of you've been out of playoff contention for a while now, and there's still a month to go left to go in the season like just just hang it up call it quits and i mean hell that's why that's what a lot of these lower market teams do every year you know they start off they start off nine and 20 in april and then they just say screw it yeah so um i i'm just talking about the nfl like with the tanking thing there you can tank the nfl but not really because there's so many moving parts of 11 versus 11 that these guys aren't gonna they in baseball if you want to tank like tell the pitcher hey throw a couple Easy lobs across the, down the player. We're gonna pull this guy from the lineup. For NFL, it's hard to like actually tank besides just rostering a bad team. Yeah, <laughs> like the only way you can tank in the NFL is if your GM's a really bad GM or on purpose, or if your coach is Urban Meyer. But yeah, like your players, <laughs> your players aren't gonna like go out there like, all right, we're gonna lose this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Football, football is a whole different environment, and I think I think too with you know call ups, send downs, things like yeah. that in baseball. Specifically, um, a lot a lot of times they're spending these bad teams are spending July, August, September trying to see what they have for a future. You know, maybe they'll call up some guy who's their first round draft pick two years ago, call him up for ten games, and send him back down. Um, who's that guy? We, the, the, we did the Pirates did like the last two games, like Cruz or something, or uh, O'Neill, Cruz O'Neill, maybe is that his name? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They did. They did do that. Um, and I mean, he showed some promising things for sure. I mean, that, that's kind of how they got, uh, that's kind of what they did with, uh, Yoshi. I'm going to butcher his last I, name, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> a few weeks ago, whenever I said, cause we re-signed him for that year, I, I did the exact same thing. I said, his name's Yoshi. I don't know. His name's Yoshi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, there, there was a few guys they were able to do that with. Um, K. Brian Hayes a few years ago. Yeah. K. Brian Hayes a few years ago. Um, yeah, they and they've done that time and time again. Even when they were shuffling in Andrew McCutcheon in you know 2010, and that's and that's one reason I actually think your 2025 you know pirate playoff run thing might hold a little weight is because you know we're getting a lot of these guys. We're getting uh, that catcher from Louisville, Davis, Davis, Henry, yes. his name, Henry, Henry, Henry Davis. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're getting a lot of these guys. That will come together for one year, and they might they might be able to get into the divisional round or something like that. Yeah, the, have, like have, that's have why I'm not saying we're winning the World Series. We're making the playoffs in 2025. It's gonna be a two year window. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a two year window before another ten of just yeah awfulness. Um, but but yeah, with the larger theme of 
um, with the larger theme of the MLB, MLBPA thing. Um, don't expect this to get done anytime soon. There's no rush. There's no incentive for the ownership to do it quicker. Mm. Um, it's it's going to have to be the MLBPA, sadly, coming to the table with their tail between their legs. Yeah. That commercial, that commercial is wild. It's a, little, it's a little, it's a little Asian girl who loves KG, and it's her mom bought her a fucking KG cameo. That was the whole commercial. She's like, she like has, she like dressed and like had her hair like him. That's funny. Dude, yeah, they, I I love the Kenny G Christmas album. Like, I listen to it all the time. So if you so if you guys want to get me a Kenny G cameo, you know, I'd be greatly appreciated. Dude, he probably charges he probably charges so much, way too much. Pro- money. Probably yeah. got, probably got three hundred bucks over what he really should. Yeah, well, three hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, like like if if I saw Kenny G on there for like forty dollars, I might do it, but yeah. not like we. My my twenty dollars is my max for cameo, and I ever bought a cameo, but twenty bucks would be my max. I only did it once with a uh, shoe nice that got that yeah. guy eats like the weird shit. Like he'll have that video of him eating eighty seven SpongeBob stickers in an alley, <laughs> which like is my favorite YouTube caption of all time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got I got him for mine and Brian's uh, fantasy football league one year for Seppi, right? Yeah. Right? To, <laughs> Just to just to talk shit to the guy I was playing week one. It was I ended up winning that game, dude. And then I didn't do it this year, and I had the worst record in our league this year. So well, you made the finals last year, right? Last year I yeah, last year I made the championship, and then uh, Dave just got lucky with Christmas Day Kamara last year, six uh, touchdowns, no. and that no, you lost to me, bud. Did I lose to you? <laughs> you, you lost to me, bud. Golly. You, you lost to me. I had Mike Evans go that's, 40 points. Uh, that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Mike Evans for 40 points. And that was... Man, that one still hurts. No. Uh, Dave, Christmas Day Kamara, was the consolation game. Oh. He missed it by a week. You beat Dave, and he was all pissed because he was the best, number one team. I was the number two team because I'd made like a trade halfway through the season for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. And I'd, Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry. So my team and, and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I remember that. Now, yeah. My team was just insane. But uh, Dave had the, in the best week ever out of anyone. The, literally the week after he lost in the playoffs. Wow, that's the worst. All right, <laughs> but let, let's wrap this up. Do you have anything else on the uh, lockout? Um, no, not particularly. Just uh, just don't expect anything to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I I, I thought we might as well wrap it up because we started getting attention about Kenny G and fantasy football, and we're, <laughs> we're supposed to talk about MLB playoffs. Uh, lockout. <laughs> um, all right. Well, with that being said, let's move it over. Thank you for explaining all that because I had no idea actually what was yeah, going on with that. <laughs> I thought it was like, in, like old lockouts from like the past, like similar, but it's very different. It's very kind of a unique lockout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, I mean, it's the first time it's happened in 27 years. They usually get this deal done rather quickly and yeah. like there's no real talk about it, but this year was real pressing. Unrelated, Kenny G, you can get for a cameo $400. You just have $400 burning a hole in your pocket. It's insane. Well, that Asian woman must have had $400 playing <laughs> yeah. around. Shit, good for her. I will, That's a problem I'd love to have. <laughs> All right, well, let's take it over to NBA. Yeah. Later, he gets the rebound, passes it to the man, shoots it, and boom goes the dynamite. All right, NBA. Um, every, week, every week we end up watching an NBA game. But it just so happened we were watching the Steph Curry three-point history game. Where the um, Knicks are winning. Yeah, where the Knicks are actually beating them by one point. Maybe three. three? One ah, point at halftime. 
Um, did we allude to it earlier that Steph Curry, we watched him hit the two threes he needed to pass Ray Allen. Um, so that's insane. God, like what you're, you're saying, like, it's not going to be broken ever. No, yeah, it's never going to yeah. get broken. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. It's because he's gonna, like we were saying earlier, like, he's going to keep going and going and going. He could play for another, like, what, eight to ten years? Yeah, like, I mean, he, what, what's, what's his age? <laughs> I don't know, but like, he could easily play for another eight to ten years, just pile on top of this record that's already broken. Nobody's coming close. Nobody's yeah. hitting threes like Steph Curry. Um, yeah, he's only 33, so seven years. He could definitely play to 40, be like a Vince Carter, like off the bench guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think there's – it's going to be one of those records that, like, you know, you're never – nobody is ever going to touch again. Like, it's going to be Joe DiMaggio 56 hits – or 56-game hit streak. It's going to be Barry Bond 762. Like, mm-hmm. it's – it's – he's going to have so much time to – far exceed it and he will and it's just it's just not getting touched yeah absolutely um let's do a housekeeping note real quick meter you know how i did last time when i was gonna say something i put my hand on here and then i then i let you finish sentence you pulled it away i pulled it away and talked let's do that with nba <laughs> you're already not doing it okay so i actually didn't remember doing that but i'm glad no, i did that. that no i did that so here <laughs> so say say you're talking okay take your hand off i'll pretend to be this is what you have to do we're keeping all this on. Um, so I'm talking, I'm doing the notes, and say, oh, I want to chime in. Go like this. And then and then whenever I see you do that, I'll finish my sentence and pause, and you can pull the mic and chime in. Okay, I like that. So if you want to talk, just put your hand on this, and I'll try to finish my sentence up and let you do it. Or if Guy's talking and you want to say something and I'm not talking, just pull it away. Yeah. All right? Just don't pull it away when I'm mid-sentence. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we're keeping all that in. There's only a minute and a half of housekeeping. Um, let's get started off NBA like we do every single week with injuries. Um, there's obviously a lot, which actually is a headline I'll just do now. Um, the Bulls have a big COVID outbreak, and a couple games are postponed. Yeah. The Raptors had an outbreak. The Pacers had an outbreak. I think the Nets have one right now. Um, so the NBA was well, I'm sure we'll get into the NFL too. There's a lot of a big COVID outbreak right now. <laughs> Um, so there's going to be, I'm not mentioning any of those players who have COVID or po- protocols as injured players. I'm just not going to get through everyone. Nah, that's a good move. It's like eight person. It's like insane right now. Yeah. So I'm just thinking into the actual injury injuries, like the big ones of the week. Um, Jimmy Butler, who had missed already like the last week and a half, um, late last week, he finally came back from being injured. He had a hurt tailbone, immediately took a hard spill, like later in the game of mm-hmm. the first game. So now he's out again with the same bruised tailbone. Um, he should be coming back sooner. I think it's more of like how do you feel day to day type situation because the tailbone injury is fucked. Um, but he should be back soon. Um, number two, Jeremy Grant from the Pistons is being reevaluated in six weeks because he has a sprained thumb. Uh, six weeks seems a lot for a sprained thumb, so it must be on a shooting hand. I know the sprain is in the ligament that is the same ligament that Bam tore and had a surgery on, but that's a six week recovery. So I don't know how Jeremy Grant is six weeks for a sprain when Bam has the same ligament that's torn. <laughs> and he's going back the same amount of time. Um, next one is Solomon Hill is out for the season. Um, not that big of a hit, but for the Hawks, he's a good bench player, a good veteran guy to have around. He tore his hamstring, so he's out for the season. Um, and finally, CJ McCollum is out indefinitely because he has a collapsed, a collapsed lung. Uh 
sometimes I feel like I see people like in the NFL and stuff come back after a couple weeks with that. Mm-hmm. So like I can't imagine it be too long. But there's also rumors. He's in almost every trade rumor about the Blazers, which I think we'll be getting into some trade rumors here. Um, so I feel like he's going to be out until he gets traded, if he gets traded. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I mean, with a collapsed lung, you know, there is no timetable on that issue. So unfortunately for Portland, that would probably depreciate his trip his trade stock i would think yeah unless like they can have proof that he's about to come back <laughs> yeah like doctors are about to clear him like do it um all right those are injuries let's get into the nba headlines um so as we just said the first headline of the week is steph curry broke ray allen's three-point record going into the game ray allen at 290 no, 2,973 threes, and Steph's at 2,971. Um, Steph had, I think, three or four tonight, so he is currently at 2,975 and leading that uh, stat. Rounds now number two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, apparently, there's renewed optimism that Kyrie Irving will play after a talk with Kevin Durant, but, like, I'm not really <laughs> sure what that means, like, what has changed. <laughs> Because one, New York City is still not lifting the mask man or vax vax mandate. It's actually getting stricter. Um, and two, the owner's still not letting up on we either is a full participant or not, or he's not playing. So like I don't know what the renewed optimism is whenever everything else is not he's not gonna get the vax either. No, no, not at all. So I mean, something we have to consider is even if he is getting the vax, if if Kevin Durant somehow convinced him, um if he gets both shots, there's 28 days between both shots and then two weeks before you're considered fully vaccinated. Yeah. So that's at a minimum six weeks. Or he could go Johnson, or Johnson, Johnson, Johnson and Johnson. be buck wild. Yeah, or Johnson Johnson. <laughs> but we also have to think about, too, is that they might institute a booster mandate here soon. Well, they are and they are doing that for employees working with the team. Mm-hmm. But there, there is a mandate, and uh, I think it, it's either in the works of like it's about to be announced that there's a mandate, or it just happened. But the league is like doing all team personnel that aren't players are required to have a booster. Yeah, so I saw that one was uh, I think they're mandated by December 27th to have gotten the booster. Um, yeah, I mean it. It's possible that New York would mandate that, or you know, don't the Warriors have a mandate too? War, yeah. Uh, Warriors do. Uh, both New York's teams do. And I think the Lakers club. I think all of California teams yeah. do, and the Kings. So I think it's California and New York are the two. I don't think it's booster mandate though yet, right? But it's, but it's vax mandate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can Wouldn't that be it. fucking hilarious if Kyrie finally got the vax, and then they're like, "Hey, yeah, you get a booster, booster too," <laughs> and then it's like, "I don't want the booster." Yeah, no, that. <laughs> it's just like the next and it starts one. all over again. <laughs> it just cycles back. I don't know what the hell they think Kevin Durant could say to Kyrie though to change his mind. Yeah. Like, I can't even... I want to be a fly on the wall in that discussion. Well, he probably <laughs> just started to berate him from fake Twitters until Kyrie... Yeah, he just, like, got all his burner accounts and just, like, adding Kyrie, like, hey, loser, go get the vets. Yeah. Actually, I mean, let's just keep it between us and lean. I like that. Yeah. yeah the mind's getting tired. Yeah, it makes a lot more <laughs> It sense. makes it more leaning. All it right. sucks because I'm talking more, so I'll be like this more. Yeah. But or maybe when I read the headlines, I'll keep it on me, and I'll move it to the middle when I'm done reading the headlines. Yeah, for banter. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. So when I'm reading the headlines, I'll keep it this. As soon as I'm done, I'll go whoop and put right between us. Um, but all right, there. Yeah, there. I don't know what the hell's going on with that. The next headline: Isaiah Thomas signs with the Nuggets G League team. Oh God. 
Just yeah. What a fall from grace. What a yeah, fall from grace. He's done. He's cooked. Stick a fork in him. Yeah. Get him out of here. Dude, you're already doing going back to that. Put, put in the, I put it in the middle okay. so we both can lean and okay. talk. Lean I, and talk. I, I actually think it's a great move for the Nuggets. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, but like... No, I'm but just, I'm just tired of hearing about Isaiah Thomas. But I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad move for the Nuggets to sign Isaiah Thomas. I'm saying it's a fall from grace whenever he thinks this guy was like a starter on a playoff team with the Celtics. And now like a short time later, he's already like bounced around G League to G League to not even being in the league anymore yeah. at that time. So like it's just it's just like a weird like – like you're a Celtics fan. So that Celtics playoffs was not that long ago. It was like what, 2015, 2014? That was 2018. Yeah. That was, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was even 17 later. or 18. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah and, he and it's 2021 50. and he's been like out of the league and getting picked up for 10-day contracts and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's. I remember him dropping fifty three in the one playoff game for the Celtics. Yeah. Like it, I remember him losing his tooth, and that being the uh, um, shooting stars meme where it's like, there's his teeth is popping out. Do you think he calls Brad Stevens up in like the middle of the night, but doesn't know what to say? So he, like, there's that awkward silence <laughs> on the phone, and he just hangs up. He's like, no, he wouldn't like bring me back. Like he just breathes. It wouldn't. Yeah, and Brad's like, dude, who keeps calling me at three a.m. Like, is it Isaiah? It's like, honey, just relax. It's sad because he doesn't have his, his contact saved anymore. <laughs> so it is. That was the only person that knew the secret of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, then he, they traded all the way for all the way for uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Oh, what, a, what a what a crazy move! All right, I'll put my phone down for that. Next trivia. I knew it. It was coming. Go back to our first headline. Oh, fuck you. You can't do that. <laughs> I I intentionally put three headlines in between this a the, the Steph stat so you wouldn't catch on to be trivia. Because well, when I was reading that stat, that headline, you were making like... Are you trying to make them? Come on. I, I, come on. So I, I hate that. I hate the numbers. Are, are, you tr- are you trying to make them clear concussion protocol yeah, or something? No, I never said you're... I'm going to repeat the numbers. I'm going to repeat the numbers. Okay. And it's actually not even numbers. Okay. So I wasn't going to make them memorize. I was doing it because I was wanting him to think there's trivia coming. And then him like thinking he's in the clear. And then I just throw the trivia back at him. That's exactly what I did. See, when I have trivia for you, I just give you trivia. You do all this semantic <laughs> Because I've, you've given me like three trivia questions. Or four, maybe. I've been doing trivia. That's like, this has been like a segment for NBA. Like, honestly, I would consider this as like one of our segments for NBA. It's trivia. Because almost every week, there's been like, there's been, like, there's only been a few weeks I didn't do trivia. All right, let's see. Wait, wait, all right. Just go with it. So, Steph Curry, yeah. obviously, even before he broke the record tonight, this, this trivia question was written before he broke the record tonight, but it doesn't matter. Even after he broke, it still relates to him. He, There are three active players on the top tens for three in the league. Steph Curry's one of them. But then there are two more active players in the top ten for all time threes made. Who are they? And what we'll do, since there's two of you here, we'll go Guy. Guy can use you as a lifeline. And then whenever he miss, say he misses it, like completely three strikes, he's out. Then you get to finish it. Okay. All right. So guy, it's all guy. Ron I might James. not know neither. Strike one. Really? Strike one. LeBron James is not in the top ten for all time threes. They are active players. Um. So at any point, guy could point up meter and say, "Go ahead, meter." But I would, I'd get you two strikes before you try to use him to bail you out, and then. If you don't get that three strikes, Meter gets one more guess at it himself. 
Can I can I get a hint? No. Can I can you have I a lifeline? Can I cry? Okay. You have a lifeline. What do you think about Clay? Because the injury, I don't know. Like he's swapping three. If he is, he's like number ten. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Give it a go. All right, Clay. Strike two. Uh, I will let you do this that one more time for me or two because that was really wasn't a lifeline. That was more of a bounce an idea off of him. Um. Fuck, man. <laughs> oh, Chris Paul. Strike three. Fuck! What the hell? All right. Who the fuck is it? Um, we just seen him walk on walk across. Yeah, the he did. Dame's number ten. Really? Dame's number ten. It was so funny that. that you were looking for your last one. That I literally looked over and it showed I Dame thought, walking I in. I thought Dame was in the league long enough to be that high. No, up. no he's bang series. He's yeah, bang series. I, I see. I, mean, I know he bang like, series. Oh, I just yeah. didn't think he banged that many threes. Yeah. No. Yeah. Damian Lillard is one of them. I saw the Suns logo. and That's where I got Chris Paul. Uh, yeah. No, see, when you looked at the TV and you said, I, oh, Chris, whatever, I thought yeah. you were going to say Dame. I thought you were going to do it. But Dame's Dame, Dame again on the TV. What was the other one? He didn't get it wrong. If he gets this wrong, then you got to tell him. But Harden. Yes! Uh, James Harden and Damian yeah. Lillard. Good job. Good job, Meter. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Harden. da- Harden's fourth on the list. And Dame's tap. In between is Reggie Miller's opposite of Ray Allen. Harden's so forgetful now that he's on the Nets, um, I feel. Uh yeah yeah definitely when he's on the Rockets by himself yeah, I feel like, like you guy. see him way more it's Kevin Durant's the guy on the yeah, net so exactly. he's like kind of like so, the number two you don't really hear from him like, yeah. he's still there but it's like um, all right here's the full say. list I literally have this already pulled up today number one's Ray Allen number two Steph Curry number three Reggie Miller we knew that number four Harden we knew that number five Kyle Korver Ooh. number Ooh. six Vince Carter is he not in the league right now. No. Oh, okay. He's retired. He's retired. His last team was... I loved Kyle Corver. Bucks? Uh, was it? Or was it the Hawks? Yeah. Well, no. no he was on the Bucks um... after the Cavs. Oh, uh, okay. Post-LeBron post Cavs, I think he went to the Bucks for a year. His last year... His last year was the Mickey Mouse playoffs, right? Yeah, I think so. 2020? I think it was like, it was like his first year's out of him. Um, number six, Vince Carter. As I mentioned earlier, like that's what Steph's career is going to be. He's going to be old as fuck as bagging threes. He played forever. That's the reason he's so high up. Number seven, Jason Terry. Huh. I don't know. Okay. I think I think he's just a guy who's been around for a long time. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I think he's one of those Vince Carter who's like, played a shit ton of games. Yeah. Um, actually, I'm looking at the list. The, in the top ten, he has the most played games except for Vince Carter. <laughs> so that makes sense why he's there. Yeah. Um. Number eight, Jamal Mur- Crawford. I'm saying Jamal Murray. Jamal Crawford. Once again, he played a lot of games and he was a three point guy. And number nine, before Damian Lillard, ten is Paul Pierce. What does uh Damian Lillard have? What's his number? Does do you know? Give me a second. I have the. I do have it pulled up. I need to look at the category. He's at uh twenty one oh nine. Okay. The, uh, James Harden's at twenty five oh nine. And Steph has twenty twenty nine. Uh, then twenty nine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think if he has three, then it's seventy five. Okay. If, if he has just the two, so I think really it's not a, third. a big drop off. I mean, like four hundred to Harden. Yeah, but Harden's gonna Harden's gonna be number two by the end. Yeah, of the yeah, year. by the end of his career. Maybe yeah, not Ray Allen. He's definitely gonna pass Reggie Miller. Dame will probably be. Yeah, Dame will probably get up there too. So he'll probably be three or two, depending on what how their careers go. Yeah, which that just shows how much the game's changed. You don't see yeah. any Jerry West characters or like any of those old school guys on this list because they're all. I just didn't players. even think that they're all like, played in our like lifetimes. Yeah, I just didn't even think there was a shot that like. Oh, we continue the list. Uh, remember, Something I said they all play in our lifetimes. Was, yeah, they all play in our lifetimes. Number eleven, LeBron. Twelve, Jason Kidd. Thirteen, Dirk. Four, fourteen, Joe Johnson. JJ Redick. JR Smith. Kyle Lowry. Chauncey Billups. Kobe Bryant. Paul George. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Sean Lewis. 
uh, Wesley Matthews, Kevin Durant, Steve Nash, Eric Gordon, like Melo. Like there are like the whole list is modern players. You, you know who's an interesting omission that like if you if you'd have told me that Wesley Matthews had more threes than Michael Jordan today before this segment, I'd have been. I'd have been dumbfounded. Right, a stat that I found today when I was doing notes that did not include because I didn't want to have it. Zach Levine just passed Jordan for most threes on the bowl. <laughs> Zach Levine has more threes. Is Zach Levine the GOAT? <laughs> I think Jordan only has like 550 We're going to be looking at all threes. those stats and it's going to be like... It's insane. Like, Jordan he didn't was amazing for his time, but like... Yeah. So many people. Like, he could not play in today's league and do the shit that like LeBron does. Oh, no. Or I did. Mean, I'll say did. I mean, when you look at it's kind of even like even like a Larry Bird, like Larry Bird was hooping, and mm-hmm. but like the game has changed so much that like you look at Larry Bird and he was nasty, but like it looked like every movement he made with his body hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, Michael Jordan <laughs> like, only had so weird. Michael Jordan only had five hundred eighty-one threes made. Oh my goodness, and he yeah. played for a while. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on. This was that's basically a deep three, but it's not. Um. <laughs> Next, Ben Simmons check. Ben Simmons check, everyone. Ben Simmons check. Now reports are that Knicks, Lakers, Timberwolves, Blazers, Kings, Pacers, Cavs are all interested in Ben Simmons. And all those deals aren't going to happen because Daryl Morey and Elton Brand are going to ask for 10 first-round picks. (laughs) Did you hear the one that... Hey, Minnesota, give us Anthony Edwards, Cat. Yeah, so uh, what's it called? Right. I said this last week, I think. Right before the Blazers fired that uh, GM, mm-hmm. uh, there was a deal that the Trailblazers set for Ben Simmons. It was a first-round pick, CJ McCollum, and one of their young guys, who was pretty good. Like, I thought it was two firsts. No, one first. Okay. CJ Still. and one of their young players was a lot of promise. They said, fuck off. How about three first-round <laughs> picks and CJ McCollum? And then that guy got fired, so talk stopped. That's a real-life report that, that actually happened. Like, that was a good deal that Philly was getting for Ben Simmons. Yeah. And they came back and said, how it seems we're calling three more first-round picks. And they're like, no. And then the guy got fired. So there's no, now the new, like, standard GM's not not It's like that, that family guy episode where Peter doesn't know how to haggle. Yeah, yeah. And it's just Sixers GM, like, just going at it. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's insane. So, so, wait. The Portland GM tur- obviously turned down the three first-round picks in McCollum. Then he got fired. Why did he get fired for that? that no, makes... not for that. Not for that. He got yeah. fired for like uh, toxic horse plate shit. Uh, it was an investigation. Like reports, like it wasn't like sexual assault. Oh, but that's it was, like, right. I he was like berating people in front of other people. Like he was, like, he got. And he, he was also trying to trade for Ben Simmons. Yeah, but there was like a what's it called? There was like a toxic workplace like investigation against oh, him, and, then, and say fire him. Uh, I I think I remember that now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's damn. I. I heard Danny Ainge was in their, like, GM talks at some point, mm-hmm. but, like... Well, they offered it to Chauncey Billups to be, like, a player GM for mm-hmm. the rest of the season, at least, and he was like, no. Yeah, that's... Sounds- <laughs> I'm just getting a hang of coaching, and can't throw a GM on me, too. Yeah, that sounds like too much to juggle. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, so few people have done that throughout history. I mean, Phil Jackson did it, right? Uh, yeah. I, put, I believe he did it. Pat Riley did it whenever he fired Man Gundy from the Heat and stepped down to be head coach. So he's Jim and head coach and like president of basketball operations and won a championship with Shaq and D Wade. Oh well, I guess if you want something <laughs> done right, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, I love Pat Riley. <laughs> All right, next, uh, next headline. Apparently, teams are contacting the Lakers about THT, and 
there's a report going on, like the Lakers may trade THD because people are coming for him. And Kyle Kuzma quote tweeted and said, oh, here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like more rumors of young guys. I mean, I'm with Kyle Kuzma here. Yeah, it's like, another young guy on the Lakers who are like, all right, here comes the trade rumors because mm-hmm. they're not doing the best. And then they leave and then they start doing good. Mm-hmm. But THD is like LeBron's like guy. He's not going to do that. Eh, Kuzma was his guy for a little bit. He's many yeah, guys. for a little bit, He's but then, then, then he vouched for him, and then like he, last last year, Lakers wasn't great. Well, are you gonna be talking about the new thing that dropped? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a deep three, but stop counting. Stop counting your tickets for the. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was related. So stop counting your tickets for the half. All right, all right. Next, the Kings are looking to move the package of Buddy Hield and Marvin Bagley. That's an interesting bundle. That could That's be something smart, included yeah. for a Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. That that they could be those two and like. That would I would say like give me another two first round picks for because mm-hmm. because they're both solid but like nothing great to write. It's not CJ. About. It's not like, CJ McCollum. I think is an all star. Like, both of those guys are better than Ben Simmons right now for the Sixers. So yeah, if you get both of them and then Ben Simmons would actually probably help the Kings because Darren Fox would shoot pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think isn't Harrison Barnes still there? Yeah, Harrison yeah. Barnes still there. And he's a good shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, next, the Lakers are lo- Lakers and the Trailblazers are both looking into Jeremy Grant. So, obviously, he's out for six weeks with a thumb injury. Yeah. But the trade deadline's not until, like, February, March. But yeah. I don't know why there's a lot of trade rumors going on right now. I think this is, like, the you just got over the first quarter of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, all right, now teams are kind of seeing where they're at. And, they, all right, we need to start making moves. Obviously, I think this, like, this, I feel like this time of the year and then the trade deadline are the two hottest, hottest, like, trade months. Yeah. So, I – just to – not to go off track, but just to go back to the Ben Simmons um, – Trade rumors and the Kings and everything like yeah. that. I just, I just remembered there's a nat, there's a natural combination right there. Let's not forget that Ben Simmons and Rashawn Holmes were both on the, uh, no, okay. the Philly uh, summer league team. Oh, I see. I thought you were yeah. gonna say so, Ben Simmons went to Kansas, right? I thought I, I didn't know where Rashawn went. Oh no, they were they were technically Sixers teammates at one mm-hmm. point. So I mean, I don't know how much time they got together, but. No, there's a there's a chemistry there. Maybe yes, Sacramento makes a play at him. They, they have a new coach, Luke Walton's out there. Yeah, I don't know who the new coach is. I haven't really good to following the Kings. <laughs> yeah, they're a hard one to follow. Sometimes I forget they exist. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, right. I have De'Aaron Fox on my fantasy team. No, I forget they exist. You trade him to me. That's right, I did <laughs> for, for bad bad Jalen Brown. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next, Steve Kerr will be the Team USA's head coach for the Olympics. Natural fit. Yeah. Yeah. Coach K sense. is done, so they yeah, had to pass he's, to someone. He's, and they he's a fun player's coach. They'll yeah. enjoy that. And finally, the last headline of the week is J.R. Smith has a four, caught a 4.0 in his first semester in college. Dude, good for him. Yeah, dude. He like, tweeted, saying, holy shit, I got a 4.0. Like, dude, that's sick. I, I, I love – I love. I honestly didn't hate J.R. Smith as a player, but I love him so much more now that he's like going to school and golfing and shit. I know. Like, it's, <laughs> it, like one of the last times he saw him in a uh, – NBA with a huge shirtless sitting on the like boozing on the court <laughs> like that's sick. Uh, what a character arc, honestly. I know. Now he's getting four point and golfing. That's crazy. All right, the players of the week from the West. We have LeBron James. The Lakers went three and one last week, which is huge for them. Um, he had twenty eight point three points, eight assists, and seven point five rebounds per game. And then from the East, we have Sub uh, Sabonis. Mm. He had he, the pace went three and zero. He had 25 points, 10.3 rebounds, and he shot 75% from the field. 
Uh, so those are the NBA players of the week. Now let's take it over to the deep three. Um, I I'm just not gonna do ask you. I'm just gonna get through the order I have it. All right, dude. All right, first one. Everyone probably saw at this point the HBO show Showtime or whatever was it no, winning. Uh, the the making of the Lakers. Or something well, just, no, no, it's like the winning something. It's yeah, like winning something. something I can't remember. Anyway, it's a Showtime Lakers show on HBO. Looks amazing. Looks insane. Yeah. One of the few people who don't think it is uh, likes it. Damn, I think it's sweet. Magic. Kareem. Ooh. So Kareem and his team are not on board with the HBO Showtime Lakers show. Um, when when asked about the show, Kareem said, "Quote." I have two quotes on here, so just bear with me here. While I respect other artists' rights to choose their subjects, I think the story of the Showtime Lakers is best told by those who actually lived through it because we know exactly what happened. Um, his manager, Deborah Morales, uh, was not like that nice about it and saying they didn't like it. She was much more straightforward and kind of like mean. But she said, uh, quote, when the guy they casted to play Kareem got the part, he was super excited and reached out to me to talk to Kareem. Uh, but I don't think he realized the response that he was going to get, which is not very nice. Um, I don't think anyone who has accepted a part playing at any of these characters will be embraced by anyone in the NBA or any of the players or any of their friends. And I certainly hope I never bump into anyone associated with the show in person. Sounds like they're not wow. getting their money from it. So that's what that's what I was going to say. And I was going to ask what you guys thought about this. I think Kareem's a writer. Yeah. So I think he's just pissed that they didn't ask him to be a part of it. Yeah. And so him and his manager are just pissed about it. I don't think I know the NBA has distanced themselves from this show, but it's because it's gonna be rated R. Mm-hmm. But like Jeannie Buss and the Lakers organization are like working with McKay <laughs> for this. So her said no one in the NBA is gonna be for this. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely think people are. I think it's just the NBA has distanced themselves because it's gonna be like rated R and bad. And then Kareem's distanced like saying they're he hates it because he wasn't asked to write. Yeah. Yeah, which kind of ruins the off work for me a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I'd like them to be involved because, like, obviously they're part of that story. And like the agent was saying, like, it's more, like, I'm more, like, bought in if it's, like, Kareem and, like, Magic maybe telling the story a little bit. Yeah. Like, if to they... To a degree. Which I agree with, like, Kareem like, said it's better if the people who were there tell the story. Yeah. yeah. But there are people there who tell the story. Like, yeah. <laughs> kind of like straight not... out of Compton, like how they had, like, uh, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, all of them. They're working with it. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of... So the buses are. Like, Gene Bus and them are. That's one side. So I... Yeah, I kind of... I, I see both sides of the coin because, like, yeah, they are reaching out to people who were around. But, like, Jeannie ain't Jerry. Like... Yeah. Like, yeah, she... She definitely has more proximity to what happened than, like, the overwhelming majority of people. But how old is she now? Like, she had to be a kid or... She's a, young, in the, she, she's yeah, like a she's teenager in the, in the show. Oh, okay. Then, like, yeah, she's not getting quite the inner working stuff of the Lakers that somebody would. And, I mean, I can't mm-hmm. I can't fault, you know, Jerry Buss for being dead. But, um, you know, that you're just not going to get the full picture, especially if you're Xing out people like Magic and like Kareem. Well, and... well okay, well, yeah, they're not... I don't, The actor who got cast as Kareem literally reached out to Kareem and Kareem's camp was like, fuck off, kid. <laughs> that's, so true, that's a part of the question, yeah, yeah, right? I don't, like, like, they, like, these actors are reaching out to the people they're playing to try to like get get this stuff that Kareem's complaining about. No, yeah. Like they're not they're not get this from the stories from whatever. Well, maybe if you answer your phone, the guy playing you, you could tell him how it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Kareem guy. I think it's really stupid. That's I, true. I feel like they're just not getting the royalties. I think I think it's more of a him, them being petty that they didn't get to ask be like a bigger partner than mm-hmm. they are. But people aren't reaching out to him to try to figure out exactly what he's complaining about. Imagine just I think yeah. his manager was kind of 
fucked it all up. Like, and his I, quote on it was fine. Yeah. His manager was over here saying, like, oh, yeah, the kid called us. And we are like, fuck off, kid. And if I see anyone, it's fucking on site. It's like, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was extra for sure. Yeah, like, all crazy. It was like, oh, it's going to be weird because we're not, it's, they're, they're, none of us of them were there. We were making it. And that's it. And then we're like, oh, yeah, Cream might not be all on board. Watch it be like a Genie Bus show. But the yeah. trailer lied to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also heard it's my I don't know if this is in pop culture. Don't ruin it. You talk about this pop culture? I, I had a listen, but I'll just skip it when we get to Oh. Apparently this put a riff in uh Adam McKay and Will Farrell's relationship because the Adam McKay casted John C. Riley as Jerry Buss and he wanted to be Jerry Buss. Oh. So now like Will Farrell and like McKay are beef at the barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kinda wild. Wow. Damn. Damn, they went with John C. Riley too. Yeah. So it's kind of like... It's not like yeah. anyone else. They used the other guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a, that's, that hits a little close to home. Get the like, guy from Step Brothers. <laughs> no, no, no. Not that no, one. Well, no, I don't want Will. Okay, the other guy then. Yeah. Um, all right. Next team three. Uh, guy, I must try to spoil this for us. There are reports from uh, coming out uh, from the Lakers... That the Lakers had an internal discussion about tra- possibly trading Russell Westbrook. Is that you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Um, so there's not much of a story besides that. That's the report. Mm-hmm. But the deep three part of it is Russ has been trading a shit ton lately, but he's not played bad anywhere he's been traded to. Mm-hmm. He's at, right now this season. He's averaging 19.5, 8. Points, 4.4 assists, and 7.7 rebounds, which is very solid on a team with Nancy Davis and LeBron James. Um, do you think the reason that Russ keeps bouncing around, some people say this is, this is it's just not working. Do you think, is it like maybe he's a locker room issue? Or what I think personally, the reason Russ keeps getting traded around is because he's good enough to be get value in a trade, mm-hmm. but not good enough to run a whole team around. So he's just like... He's kind of like a prisoner of his like pl- playing good. Like he's a good player, but he's not like a franchise changer. He's like a good second banana that you can get a really good trade for him. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason he keeps getting traded around. Because look, when he's on the Thunder, he got traded to the Rockets because Thunder trying to rebuild. So they got a bunch of assets back. He got trades from the from the Rockets to the Wizards for a bunch of like value back to the Rockets because they started to rebuild. The Wizards traded him to the Lakers, got a bunch of first round picks back because they're starting to rebuild. Now, the Lakers aren't trying to rebuild, but they might be like, all right, we need more than just Russ. We need, like, two okay guys. Let's trade Russ for picking two guys. So, I kind of look at Russell Westbrook almost as, like, a cryptocurrency. Like, the, <laughs> the, whole, purpose of get, uh, the whole purpose of getting him is to sell him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally what's been happening. Yeah, it's... I, I, like, I don't think he's a bad locker room guy. There's like some stories afterwards, like he didn't get along with this guy, he didn't get along with this guy. I think it was more like they got traded and they just said that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind you, of a conspiracy theory. You you can't just tell a player that you're signing them with the intention of trading, trading them at yeah. some point. But like, yeah, Russell Ru- Russell Westbrook is like you said, a prisoner of his own playing good. Yeah. All right. You have anything else you want to add, to guy? Um, I mean, you gotta. But you were gonna say anything. I think you just keep them. I think you just roll it out. I, I think they might. They yeah, probably I, don't, I don't. I don't think it'd be worth moving. And like, there's still some time to figure it all out together, you know, mm-hmm. with the team and having them all play together. They haven't played. I don't think they played too many games together 
all three of them. No, LeBron's been out a lot. Yeah, LeBron was out, and then AD was like mm-hmm. struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think it'll be fine. I don't think they need to move but, anything. Maybe in the off season discuss that. But but what do you think about the deep three question? What uh, the question was? Do you think he's bad locker room guy, or do you think he's just a prisoner of his own like playing ability because he's going to get traded because he has value? I would have thought originally he was a bad locker room guy, but I think LeBron's so worldwide in the league that he knows the locker room guys that are cancerous and he wouldn't bring Russ there. And, and he and honestly, he can't really be a locker room cancer with LeBron because LeBron's just friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So no, I don't think he's a locker room cancer. But mm-hmm. yeah, he's more stuck in his own. He's a curse of his own playing ability. Yeah, I mean, if there's one group of guys I think would have a locker room gelling, it would be the Lakers right now. Because, I mean, let like think about it like this. Six of those guys played on Olympic teams together at yeah. one point or another. Yeah, that's true. Like, they know how everyone operates. And if they thought someone was an asshole, It'd be particularly more LeBron mm-hmm. they would, or Anthony Davis, they wouldn't keep him or get him. They wouldn't keep him around. LeBron would go to the GM and be like, this guy's a dick. And the GM would be like, all right. LeBron would just look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The GM. Uh, all right. Last deep three. Then we'll move into my power rankings. Then we'll move on to the NFL after that. Um, Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson, uh, he, has, he had foot surgery in the offseason. So he has supposed to be coming back to NBA some point early in the season. Um, he was playing full activity. He was ready to go. Is about to come back. Then he got like a setback, and his foot started again. So now he's there, there's like, he's out indefinitely again. Um, going through real quick too. Zion Williamson has not played a game this season. He's only played 85 games. He got drafted three years ago. This is technically his third NBA season. Doesn't count as third yet because he hasn't played yet. But in two seasons prior, he only played 85 games. Twenty some of his rookie year, and then. Uh, sixty something is uh sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Um, now he hasn't played at all. Do you guys think that Zion Williamson's kind of a bust? I kind of do, and it's not to the severity of this, but I kind of get mad at Jamarcus Russell vibes. Yeah, like not that like he's not talented. Like he's talented as fuck. I just think there's some uh, there's a certain degree of a lack of caring. Mm-hmm. about the game and he i feel like he has his mind on like other things that he would rather do like and like eat like yeah <laughs> or, like, or, or, or i don't know like maybe just game or something i don't know man but like it, it doesn't help this cause like i was saying a couple weeks ago when you turn on nba games and the commercial there is like zion on the couch with doritos and mountain dew playing 2k or something yeah yeah he it's just like, doesn't have a drive to play basketball like, like get him in a gatorade commercial or something where he's in the gym lifting weights like yeah. Do something for his PR. <laughs> it's just not... I, I don't know. I mean, he can, for all I know, he can come back and just start killing it again. But. Well, when he plays, he kills it. Yeah. When yeah. he plays, he kills it. It's just that uh, he's not playing. And that's what's killing him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the theory I'm working with right now, I don't look at it as a Jamarcus Russell. I look at it as a James Harden. I think he traded? I think he wants Ooh. out of New Orleans. Could be and, that. And, you know, if he has that many setbacks where New Orleans is like, all right, let's scrape, let's scrap this guy. Um, I think he will, you know, work harder and be, you know, a better version of him, of himself whenever he gets back healthy and is likely with another organization. Which organization? I have no clue. Knicks. But, well, well, there has been like 
uh, last season, I think there was like a thing where his family wanted him to get traded out of New Orleans. Like they didn't like New Orleans. Um, I mean, I wouldn't either. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, there's definitely precedent for that. And actually, my follow up question on the D three is going to be, what point if you're the Pelicans do you trade him and move on? Because when he, like I said, he, when he plays, he plays really well. Remember, he played 20 games his rookie year and was highly considered for rookie of the year still, mm-hmm. even though he yeah. only played 20 games. Um, I, I, I think like you got to if you're the Pelicans, you just got to keep holding out and hope for it and not try to trade him at all. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if if he, if he is like if you are looking at him in practice, like this guy is definitely like out of shape. He's keeps getting hurt. Mm-hmm. We got to trade him now before he comes back. <laughs> yeah, I'm more on the side of trade him sooner. I think, yeah. obviously, the Pelicans know more than we do about, like, internal shit. But I think if it's going to be a situation where maybe he wants out and they're not sure, I would just say move them, get some pieces. Because, like, there's still some value. And, like, there's teams that would make, pay big money for Zion right now. There was, like, a, Zion was supposed to be, like, a, the next LeBron. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I guarantee they could still get, like, multiple first-round picks and uh, probably some good player compensation back. And the Pelicans, they aren't doing much anyways. It's not like they're a top playoff team. Like, they can just go to rebuilding, and it's all good. It just sucks for Brandon Ingram. Yeah, it's, it definitely sucks for Brandon Ingram. I mean, the more I think about it, I think, honestly, if you're if you're the Pelicans, you have to move him. Like, I don't want to say as soon as possible, but, like, mm-hmm. pretty soon. Because, I mean, number one, that's just cat dead weight. Yeah. Um. You well, can't. but he's on oh, his rookie deal, so it's not that much cap dead weight. Sure, but it's still dead weight, and it's someone that you could get compensated with a better market market value than his rookie deal. For. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you if you want to get a couple picks, and then like someone not as decent, at, not as good at his position, mm-hmm. um, like you know, you downgrade that, but you go into a rebuild. That's probably the best that you're going to get to do with the situation. And it'll be better for Zion, too. Yeah, I think you kind of wait till the end of the season, then assess what he's done, if he's done anything. And then if it's, like, next to nothing that he did throughout the year for you, move him. If he does come back this season and, like, shred it up and start to kill it, uh, then maybe keep him another year, see what happens. I don't know how many years he has left on his rookie deal, but... Because you don't want him to become like a free agent or anything like that. Well, uh, three years? Because I don't think it, his contract counts. He's and this is his second season. year, right? His third, third season. Year. But he doesn't, I don't think it counts as his third year until he plays. Oh, okay. Like, as of right now, if he just sits out the rest of the season with injury, like, it won't count year. on his contract, I don't think. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Which makes sense, because if injury happens or something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, all right. So go over to my power rankings once again. This email it's new. I'm just letting everyone know again. These are my power rankings. I used to rely on NBA.com and stuff like that, but yeah, this is Ryan's rankings. Um, number one, we're watching on TV right now. The Warriors. The Warriors. I mean, number one, okay, I'll say it right now. One and two are Warriors sons, and that's how it's big been the last few weeks. And that's how it's gonna be for the next few weeks. Let's talk about the Warriors first. Um, obviously, Steph tonight with this this breaking three record, but he's all he's been great. Um, he's still my pick right now for MVP if the season ended today. Um, but low key, you know, he's really really good. Draymond Green, he's right now he's the odds on favorite for uh, defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. He's ahead of Rudy Gobert. Um, obviously, Steph and like Jordan Poole, and there's a lot of guys on that team who can have really good offense for the Warriors. And Clay's coming back, obviously, but. Where Draymond shines, where Draymond gets exposed whenever he's by himself, is like 
He's only good at defense, so you don't see it really on like the stat sheet. Mm-hmm. Like he'll go out, but he's by himself. He's only getting two points a game because no one's passing, including situations. But he was still playing really good defense. Yeah. So now that like there's an offensive abilities back with Steph, Jeremy can kind of sit back, do be himself, and play good defense. All right, now number two, the Suns. Like I said, Devin Booker hasn't played it at all yet in December due to injury, and the Suns are three and two. Um, they lost to the Clippers on Monday. Um, and it looks really bad on paper because it, well, it's the Suns losing to the Clippers, but they didn't have DeAndre Aiden or Devin Booker in that game. Um, I think Chris Paul's really holding it down with like the young guys right now stepping up, but um, I'm not worried about the Suns, even though they're 3-2 and two so far in December. They mm-hmm. haven't had Devin Booker. Number three, the Jazz. The Jazz are on a seven-game win streak. Hassan Whiteside has actually been a really good addition for the team. Um, back in a Rudy Bear, it's honestly like having – a lesser great Rudy Gobert still in. Mm-hmm. I think the other night he had four blocks, like two of them like in a row or something like that. Um, they're they're already saying like they're already having fun trying to find nicknames for Gobert and Hassan Whiteside is like a one two punch type situation. But mm-hmm. I did see one on Twitter that was pretty good, but I forget. Like Hassan Whiteside tweeted it or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's huge for the bench. Number three, the Nets. I really don't have much on them. The Nets are coming off a three one red trip and KD's just dominant. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah, I can say. Yeah. And same with the number five, the Bulls. It's just like Zach Levine's good. <laughs> That's all I can say. Zach Levine's good. He's right now. I think he has. Demar Rosen's out for some reason. Yeah, COVID. COVID. I was gonna say COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's been holding up the team. Yeah, um, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Number six, the Bucks. So far this season, the Bucks have been great at defending the three, which has not been the case for the last few years. They're actually one of the worst three point guarding teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, they especially are bad in losses. I think averaging like letting up like 16 threes per game on a loss, but so far this year they're averaging like only giving up 12 or something like that, which is a huge step. It's only four point four threes, but the same. Um, and actually, uh, they haven't really had their big three all season. And when they did have the big three, they won every game. The first game they lost with their all three of their big threes healthy against Heat last Wednesday. Wow. How do you think they'd stack up against like the Suns or the Warriors, though? I think they're fine. I think especially because they are getting better at guarding the three. If everyone's healthy, I think they're they're, mm-hmm. they're they're contenders still. Number seven, the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies yeah. are eight and two in the last ten, all without uh, John Morant. Crazy. Um, Desmond Bain has been really ki- wet from three and killing it. And JJJ obviously has been really good in keeping the Grizzlies red hot. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. I think Meter smirked a little bit when I said the word wet. <laughs> I I did. I'm not <laughs> giggle. Number eight, the Cavs. The yeah. Cavs are the new Wizards for me, where they're like randomly surprising me. Like, yeah. obviously they have like good young talent. Jared Kevin Allen, Love. Jared Allen's been killing. Kevin Love's oh, been man. killing it. Um, but fun fact, they are averaging two more threes this season than they were back in the regular season of 2016 when they won with like LeBron, Kyrie, Kyle Korver. Oh. They're averaging more threes per game now than they were then. Good wow. for them. Good yeah. for them. You think it lasts? Um, I think I said they're, they're the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. The Wizards are right now kind of – they're not in my top ten anymore. They're kind mm-hmm. of spinning out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they are. They're, they're really, you're really seeing like, oh, wait, this is just hot. And I think they're just – Cavs are just playing hot. I think by the end of the season, they, the Cavs won't be in the playoff picture. Okay. Maybe gotcha. the playing game range, but like mm-hmm. I think they're just playing hot right now. Um, I don't see Kevin – I think Kevin Love's killing right now, but I don't see him sticking around. Yeah, I think that, I think he's a deadline move because they're gonna start mm-hmm. losing again. But he's still gonna be playing good. Yeah, they're gonna move him and keep keep the rebuild like true. Um, their team to watch out for in the future. Though I think I said that in my uh, preseason prediction. I said they're a team. Like, there's like a couple years future away. friendly. Yeah, they're a couple years away from being a playoff team. Um, number nine, the Heat. So the Heat really slid down my top tens, yeah. but it's not really. A, I I think I said this last week too. I just can't put them high right now because we are hurt. But when we're hurt, like we're like 
okay. Like, we're getting really good minutes out of Caleb uh, Martin. He was off the bench. Gabe Vincent off the bench. Um, Dwayne Devin's been killing it in Bam's absence, but we are missing Bam and Jimmy. Yeah. So we have not have been good as rate recent, even though our bench guys are playing good, which that just furthers my, like, holy shit, we're doing really good when everyone's healthy in that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Victor Oladipo's not even back yet. He's almost back. And we're, and we're like, still, like, a really good team in the East. Has he played more than 10 games for the Heat? No. <laughs> he got hurt on his second game. Or third game. I just game. want him yeah. to be a Heat, uh, a Miami player, dude. That's all. Like, I think that's all he wants, too. <laughs> he's, like, he's been trying to get to the Heat for the last, like, three he's years. He's always trying like, never bribed. Like, <laughs> he's again injury. Second game of the Heat after he finally dude, got oh to the promised land. And he's had, like, a super low one-year deal just so he can come back and actually play <laughs> for the Heat. He's gonna be really good, I think. Even if he's been hurt, like I think, I hope be, so. I like because there's yeah. no pressure to him, on him. Like he's hurt, yeah. but people come back from injuries like after being hurt a lot who have no pressure is like the best case scenario for you. Mm-hmm. Like he's not the one guy, he's not the two guys, he's not even the three guy. He's the fourth best player on this team. Mm. Uh, so he doesn't really have. He has to be like good team. Uh, number ten, round off our top ten is the Clippers. Paul George missed the last two games in uh, in a row with elbow injuries, but the Clippers won both of those games. Because of Brandon Boston Jr., who's been killing it, rookie out of Kentucky, and then Reggie Jackson. So literally, uh, rookie guard and a veteran guard has been raising this team. The Clippers have won the last two games without Paul George. So, anything else? Um, I didn't rank the Knicks this week because I was running late on the rankings. No, I, it's fine. They stink. Yeah, they'll probably be in the same round. Around the same, I would put last week. I think around seventeen to twenty range. Yeah, and I'd put the Celtics. Probably around the 13, 14 range right now. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, fair. that's that's fair. Yeah, I, I'd say just out the top ten is like the Sixers. The yeah, now the Warriors are starting to run away with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take it over to the NFL. Yeah. All right, and NFL Week Fourteen is officially over. He found the cap. Oh, he found the cap. Cap, 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 cap. All right, week Brett, 14, Brett. though. Let's get on our shoulders. It's kind of a crazy week, not going to lie. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of predictable matchups, but there's a lot of good games out of this uh, lineup we have here. So, kicking it off, one of the best games of the week, even though we did lose. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I know, it's the third time. We just found um, the cap. Yeah, I just keep clicking the pen and the cap keeps flying <laughs> off, and I just, I'm done now. I'm you accepted it to be I'm gone forever, out. and Meter found it. And you <laughs> yeah, like, do the exact same thing again. <laughs> just spit right in my I'm just, face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a child, dude. Just tried so hard. Anyways, we get you a fidget spinner. Thursday Night Football. Uh, Steelers Viking. Steelers lost. Wait, can I do his hands real quick? Mm-hmm. We're getting this because I just thought about the pen. Uh, the whole reason that guy writes down the pickums is because for the first couple of pods, I was writing them down, and I realized in my background that I was click 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 because it's pitching too much. So I don't want to pen in my hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just saw that. I don't know if everyone never. Everyone I, I don't. Me. I try not to go all the way with it. I yeah, yeah, you like don't. You, you don't do it. Yeah. But I, I remember I it was like podcast number three. I said you're writing this shit down because I, I just couldn't have a pen. Well, I, I switched to <laughs> actually I switched to a, a pen without a clicker. And I remember yeah, pointing yeah, yeah. it out a few times the first couple pods mm-hmm. that I remember I did have a pen with a clicker. I just click it, so I just stopped writing shit down. You guys should go old school with a number two pencil. Nah, no one likes pencils. It's twenty twenty one. I fuck with. If I did pencil, it's mechanical or bad. I hate I hate analog pencils. I love number two pencils. I I have to have a mechanical for that. Um, 
But anyways, sharpening a pencil. There's no sharpeners anywhere anymore. Dude, sharpening. You need to go out and buy a sharpener yeah, if you want to sharpen but, a pencil. But sharpening a pencil <laughs> is one of the greatest sensations there is, though. It's the best, but it's like it's like the way of the newspaper. It's getting out of style. You gotta go. It's a digital, you gotta go mechanical. You just keep being led into it. That, that's true. Like, people used to bring newspapers <laughs> with them into the shitter, and now they just yeah. bring their All phone right. and touch their screen. Right. This is a two minute tangent. Thursday right? night football. <laughs> Viking Steelers. This game was And another electric. thing about pencils. <laughs> it was fucking electric, though. Uh, this is a great game. It seemed like it was going to be just a shitstorm of Dalvin Cook running all over the Steelers for the entire game. But then the third quarter happened, and the Steelers turned it on with two Najee Harris touchdowns, one rushing, one receiving. And then Deontay Johnson came into play, Chase Claypool. We'll get to some of that later, but... Came down to the wire. It was a, we threw it up to Friarmouth and just dropped. Catchable ball, dropped it, and just It was tough, really good defense. Tough it was really yeah, good defense. It was good defense. It was just tough, tough game to watch lose there. But um, Another yeah. little side tangent. I was watching the game drunk because everyone I was watching with was off on Friday. Mm-hmm. So we were getting drunk. There's four of us there. Um I, 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 we, there was one point where we're so far down that only one person out of four was like, jokingly was like, come on, guys, we can come back as Mike Gerger. He was like, come on, guys, we can come back. You guys are giving up too soon. And me and Dan Jerry like, shut up, dude. Yeah. And then they started, then like we scored, and then Joey's like jumping on the bit, like, all right, all right, we're back. And then me and Dan start playing polgies each other, like, we're out of it. And then Dan jumped back on. Yeah. And I was the only one like, you guys are just getting your hopes up. Then I jump back on. <laughs> and they lay y'all down. And then, like, we're at the end, we're all standing around the TV going, ah, ah. And then it just immediately, like, yeah, it would have uh, been. I out of the air. Mike got up and left because he wasn't actually boozing. And then I just finished my, I finished my white cloth 12 pack in the start of the fourth quarter. Oh, jeez. I was just blacked out. But it would have <laughs> been the largest comeback in, uh, I think, NFL history 29 points. It's kind of crazy. But yeah. yeah, we're almost there. Uh, anything crazy. else in this game, though? Uh, later, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, the Saints versus the Jets. As expected, the Saints killed the Jets, thirty to nine. Nothing much there. Kamara. Um, yeah, Kamara killed it. Taysom Hill had a couple passing TDs, one rushing. Or no, he had two rushing. No, no passing. He had one rushing. really good run. Yeah, he, he had, did. He had one really good run. He absolutely did. Um, anything else from this game, though? No. All right. And then uh, next up, the Falcons versus Panthers. Battle of who's the shittiest. Uh, the Falcons ended up winning 29-21. Yeah, the crack team. They, they were... They oh, were, yeah, so I had the Vikings, you had the Steelers. Uh, we both had the Saints, and then we both had the Falcons. Mm-hmm. So we, you should just say this off the top. Say, say the thing off the top? Yeah. Oh, I had a very good week. Yeah. <laughs> you missed I got games. every single game right. And as a whole, I mean, we really were super close... Because, like, all the games that we didn't agree on came down to the wire for the most part. Like, overtime the or bang- The Bengals 49ers, the Bills Bronx, uh, Bills Bucks, and the Steelers Vikings. Yeah. And kind of even the Cardinals and Rams, too. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. all the games came down to, like, one score or overtime. So, yeah, very the, good the only week, point that you really just, Bucks. like, actually got, which was unfair for me, is the Broncos Detroit style. Yeah. <laughs> which we'll get into yeah, yeah, why. Yeah, we'll get but there, it but sucks. Yeah, so. Pretty much everybody except the Ravens I had right, and then you know we just did yeah. we did well as a pod. Yeah, I, I just yeah. want to throw that you you deserve flowers by itself. You yeah, should, this is you should be casually mentioning I got this right, I got this right, <laughs> yeah, and then true. like people sleep like that. You should just say out loud, um, you got every game right except for the Ravens. This game. is my Super Bowl for Pickums. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And the Ravens game you got wrong. 
It's a two-point game, and it's only because fucking Lamar Jackson got hurt. Yeah, really, honestly. <laughs> like, if that didn't happen, you would have literally got every single game right. I know, I know. Imagine if you gambled and you just put a parlay <laughs> on every single game and got it right. I was telling my friends when they were over, because I like looked at it, I was like, wait a minute, I got like all these right. I was like, hashtag bet with beans. <laughs> but, uh... Anyways, anything from the Falcons-Panthers game? I mean... We both hit the crack. I won money on the bet. I put 20 nice, bucks in the Falcons because nice they're underdogs. I was like, there's no way that can. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I the Panthers, they're just trying to roll out like Cam Newton and P.J. Walker, and it's just very weird. Yeah, yeah. the Panthers, for some reason, people keep giving them close lines. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not good. I know. The Falcons are actually, like, it's weird to say. There's not too many teams you can say this, but the Falcons team. are a way better team. I can actually yeah. see the Falcons... Yeah. I could actually see the Falcons being very good, like... Not this season, but like within the next year. Or two. I think also they're run, they're they're, 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 they're running. Well, I wouldn't say they're, they're like they're like a couple of defensive key players away. Yes, yeah, their offense fair. is doable. Mm-hmm. Their, their offense, offense. If you yeah. give them a really good yeah. defense, you, you, they'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you give like the best, what's the, who's the best defense in the league? Pats, Rams, Bucks. Give Andy's defenses to mm-hmm. the Falcons' offense. They're playing Super Bowl. Yeah, hundred percent. They're contenders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then uh, next up, the Seahawks versus the Texans. Seahawks thrashed the Texans 33-13. Uh, all in all, though, Davis Mills did have a very good game passing the ball. Mm-hmm. So good for him. But, you know, he's on the Texans, so they're just going to stink. Yeah, two, two last names. I, yeah. Uh... Russell Wilson's on the tear, though. He's been doing pretty well, which is very weird because usually he turns it off at the uh, second half of the he's season. He's reverse. Yeah. Usually he starts off super good. He's in mm-hmm. MVP categories. He falls the injury off, threw off. it off the... The uh, yeah. momentum of the the, the uh, center. Of and it's not like he's coming against bad teams. They beat the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Like, he played really good. Yeah. Then uh, next up, the Chiefs kicked the shit out of the Raiders. 48-9. The, <laughs> the Raiders decided to come out. Was it the was it before the game that they came out and did a huddle on the logo? Did they? Yeah. Oh, they did. I actually they did. Yeah. That. Uh, they, I think it was before kickoff, but they had like their huddle and they had it on the Chiefs logo. That's field. So, yeah, yeah. So, things you don't do. <laughs> That's sports there, karma. There was actually That's a lot. There was a, there was a lot of sports karma this week. It, there, this was one of the three things that I can remember off the top of the Another one, Sunday Night Football? I know that. Yeah. Sunday Night Football. Yeah. And then there that. was one with uh, Brady, too. Okay, well, we'll get into this when we get the games. But, uh, yeah. So, anything from that game, though? It's a shit pumping, bud. <laughs> it's a shit pumping. Mm-hmm. It's a shit pumping. Next up, the Ravens versus the Browns. The Browns held on to win 24-22. Amid a Lamar Jackson injury, I think near halftime. Uh, but is it Tyler Huntley? Yeah, Tyler Huntley came Huntley, out. Yeah. yeah, came out. He actually had a pretty good game throwing the ball. Um, and to be honest, I kind of think like it's the way Huntley looked. It tells me that Lamar really isn't like that amazing. I'll say amazing because he's good. He's very good. But I think it's kind of like a system where you can kind of plug and play a mobile quarterback in this offense, and it works out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Literally, the entire Ravens offense had a better stat line than the Browns offense. Yeah. Literally, the game changer is Miles Garrett at the touchdown. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. yeah. Was it a touchdown at the end of the game? No. They just stopped him defensively. No, he scored a touchdown. He did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, because there's a moment where I was like, maybe the Ravens can come down, go down and kick a field goal because all they got to do is get to the fucking like 40 yard line. And Tucker will smack that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think there was like two two defensive sacks, I think, mm-hmm. at the very end of the game. I think one was by Miles Garrett, so it sealed it. Probably on Villanueva side, he sucks. Mm-hmm. Then uh, next up, Cowboys versus the Washington football team. 
Amid, uh, before this game, Mike McCarthy came out and guaranteed the victory over the Washington football team. Thankfully, he did because they won 27-20. It was a close one at the end of the game. Uh, Heineke was just turning the ball over every single fucking play. It was yeah. horrible. I think he had two fumbles and two picks. That looks all right. And I think one was a pick six. Uh, Micah Parsons, eight. One, one interception. One interception. And then... I think two fumbles. One fumble. One fumble? So two turnovers total. Okay, maybe it was like a handoff to Gibson. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a fumble to Gibson, but... Yeah, he, he was atrocious. <laughs> oh, um, so the reason I was looking at my sheet... Mm-hmm. I want to see if this is a headliner later, and it's not. Do you see the Cowboys got their benches flown in? Like, what? <laughs> the game was in D.C. Yeah. They literally brought their own home field bench. Let's <laughs> say the Cowboys on them. That's kind of... That seems illegal. How the fuck are you the Washington football team just let that happen? Yeah. But Jerry Jones and Larry paid extra to make sure that the Cowboys benches that are in AT&T Stadium are on the sidelines of the Redskins. I mean, of Washington football team. That game. seems like something that should not be allowed. That definitely shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> so I've heard stuff about like on-field accommodations for players on the sidelines and stuff. That mm-hmm. uh, I think it's FedEx. Yeah, yeah field, uh, be, being notoriously bad. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you're Jerry Jones, like you have this buku fucking expensive team that you spend so much money, oftentimes out of your own pocket on. What you want them sitting on a cold ass bench with no heating? And, yeah, I mean, like, if I'm a football team, yeah, kind of. Well, well, if you're the football team, <laughs> yeah, if you're Dan Schneider, <laughs> he, obviously he's a bad person. Yeah, yeah. but how? You can't be a pussy and a bad person. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Let fucking Jerry Jones cock slap you? Like, dude, yeah. we're going to bring our own bench. You're going to fucking like it. No, uh, no. Like, you just let him do it. That's insane. Oh, my God. He's an interesting captain, yeah. Dan Schneider. Then, uh, next game, Titans beat the shit out of the Jaguars. More on the Jaguars later. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it for this game. Did we, did did everything Urban, else will be talked about later, yeah. probably. Did Urban fly back with them? Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, like, yeah. like, if you're going to stay in any city, it seems like Nashville would be a place to go. Yeah. Well, he's sitting back in Cincinnati because he went to Columbus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and figured the girl's butthole. Then, uh, next up, the Detroit-style pick'em, the Lions versus the Broncos. The Broncos ended up winning 38-10. to um, So, I got the Detroit-style pick'em. Pretty much, though, you know, unfortunately, Demarius Thomas did pass away this past week. Probably had a big factor. <laughs> yeah, should we talk about that real quick? Since I know it's the headline later. Yeah, yeah. So it's basically uh, about the game too. Yeah, pretty much the first play of the game, uh, the Broncos took a delay game penalty just for like a moment of silence, and then the Lions deferred the penalty. Yeah, they they went on with 11, ten people instead of eleven. Yeah, or, or yeah, it was actually so so Demarius Thomas was eleven. Or, yeah, yeah. And they took they took a delay of game because they were going to run a play of ten mm-hmm. people, and then the Lions obviously the fact uh, it's it's crazy sad about Demarius Thomas. Honestly, I. Yeah, it was wild. It was wild. It came... When did it, when did it happen? It, it came like, out during Thursday night during the game. During yeah. the Steelers game. Because mm-hmm. I remember like our group was talking about the Steelers and I just threw that. Like, yeah, shit, yeah. Demarius Thomas died. Yeah, I, like, like, no acknowledge because we were talking about the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, I went on social media after the game and I saw Demarius Thomas was uh, dead and I was like, fuck. That's yeah, crazy. no, that, that's crazy. I like what the Broncos did with the. I, I love seeing that kind of shit. I, I'm a very sentimental guy, so that's very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cool. Even um, me though. <laughs> How fucking wild would it be if the Lions were like, all right, cool, five yards? Does <laughs> 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 that, that ever happen? Like, I want to know. No, if any other team did it, they'd be assholes. But the Lions would be like, well, I gotta bro, be like, 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 I don't blame them. Like, 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 
like they kind of need it. Like, let give them five yards. Give them five yards. <laughs> I was thinking that when I watched. I was That'd thinking, be so funny. <laughs> so <laughs> Dan Campbell was just like, dude, I mean, I can take all I can get. Uh, uh, Dan Campbell's an emotional guy. I bet he's the one that proposed it. Yeah, the yeah. Broncos coach was like, oh, if you want to do it, I guess. But do you, uh, do you know how he died? Did they announce it? Uh, yeah. Seizures, yeah. right? Seizures. He, he had a seizure in his house alone. Oh, they killed like him. Concussion. Well, it, it started after football. Yeah. yeah so it could be, be. It could be CTE related. Yeah, it's actually, the family came out and said that's what most likely did. They found mm-hmm. him in his house, but they said he's been suffering from seizures the last couple of years. Damn. And so that's and that's like pretty much what how it happened. That sucks, man. Yeah. Um, four o'clock games though. The Chargers won thirty-seven twenty-one over the Giants. Pretty much thrashed them. Yeah, uh, they the Giants really were just playing playing catch up the whole game. Herbert was looking amazing. Yeah. Then next up, the two overtime games. First up, the 49ers versus the Bengals. The 49ers won in overtime off a of Brandon Ayuk score, uh, twenty-six to twenty-three. Anything from this? Kittle's a monster. Kittle's a beast. Yeah, it's Insane, dude. I think he had, like, what, a buck 85 this last game? Yeah, people forgot about Kittle because last year he was hurt for a lot of it, and he was hurt for a lot of this season. People forgot how dominant Kittle is yeah. and how much better that offense is when he's in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, that, like that's how they got to the Super Bowl that year. Like, yeah. that, like obviously, the defense was really good that Super Bowl, but, like, their offense wasn't anything great. It was, like, like Mostert, and then, like, it just Jimmy G can only throw to Kittle. <laughs> yeah, and this is kind of like a loser-goes-home game for me. Um, Bengals pretty much... Going to be fading out of the playoff picture, I feel. Yeah, which I, that's what I thought. When they had a really good start of the season. I think they could even still sneak in, but they're not doing anything. Yeah, they're, they're too young to be. They're not off. contenders. Yeah, Mixon was having like a hot week, yeah. a few weeks there, and now he's just kind of falling off. So yeah, Jamar Chase and Burrow are a great duo, but that's years to come. That's not going to be right away. Yeah, and they're also yeah. like the defenses are keying in on Chase, so like yeah. he's, it's just a bigger struggle for him. Uh, then the next overtime game, the Bills versus the Buccaneers. Buccaneers won 33 to 27. They were pretty much killing them the entire first half of the game. Then the uh, Bills started to come back, and it came down. I can't remember who scored the game-winning touchdown, or if it was a field goal or whatever. It, it was, uh, no, it was Brady a touchdown. threw it to Prashad Perriman. Yeah, uh, Perriman, yeah, right. Perriman, yeah, it was like a 30-yard <clears throat> score. Yeah, it was crazy. I think um, I knew it wasn't like one of the big names. I was trying to think it was like one of the off. And again, the Bills didn't have a running back. They were forced to throw. Josh Allen was probably their leading rusher again. It's just, the Bills got problems, man. Bills got problems. Um, then Sunday Night Football, the Packers kicked the shit out of the Bears. War, yes. War crime. <laughs> yes. It, it was bad. Well, actually, it was, it was closer than the score shows. It, the first half was it closed, was, yeah. And then, then I think I think Devontae Adams had a touchdown late. Yeah. Game. Oh, yeah. And so what happened with the Bucks? So karma. So uh, whenever Brady got sacked in the first quarter, the Bills, I can't remember what Bills player was, but did the step over on him. Oh. oh yeah. And then Brady got up, like, throwing arms and shit, like, get, like causing havoc. And it was just like, yeah, this is going to bode well for you later in the game. No. And then in the Bears game, the Packers-Bears game, whenever Aaron Rodgers got sacked early in the game, the I can't remember what defender it was. 94, whatever that. Yeah, did the discount double check on Aaron Rodgers. And that's just, you don't do that until, like, the fourth quarter when you seal the victory. You can only do it when you I literally have to get it impossible yeah. to have back. Yeah. Because it literally never bows well whenever you do that. Yeah, like, nobody... Nobody does the discount double check and it goes well. Like, there's a reason yeah. most of the league stopped doing it to Tom. I mean, even State Farm doesn't do it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. 
now yeah, it's even the, State Farm's like, nah, I'm not touching now, that. Now it's the Rogers. He's gonna rate. shred us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then there was that onside kick that the Bears had at the end of the game. Did you watch that? Oh, I gave up that point. So the Bears, uh, I think they got a field goal. They kicked a sad field goal, and then they were going for the onside kick, and they actually recovered it. But they had a clear path where they kept going, and the guy ran into the end zone. Oh, yeah, they scored, but, but you they can't advance, can't advance the ball. Yeah, stupid rule. Very stupid. Stupid rule. I, 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 I get it. Kicking, you can take it to the house. Well, oh, I think I the reason that they do that is so if there's one second on the clock and the kicking team gets it, there's still one second on the clock. Uh, or two I seconds. Can, I, I think it, it, it does that so if the team that recovers it gets it, the clock stops. So it would have stops. It, I think that's something they need to re- like revisit. But, I think yeah. there's also like a safety thing with that too, because if you catch that ball and you're able to advance it, somebody's coming to murder you from that. Oh yeah, like yeah. Like, it, yeah. like that hat. That's probably done to prevent injuries. I, I would guess. Probably, mm-hmm. and it's not like it really had that big of an impact on the game. It just yeah. would have let the Bears cover. Yeah. Then uh, Monday Night Football, the battle of the NFC West, the Rams versus the Cardinals. The Rams won thirty to twenty-three. Um. Pretty much, I mean, this is just like the Matt Stafford, vintage Matt Stafford show. Tossing up the Cooper Cup and OBJ the entire uh, first part of the game. Yeah, I was love that OBJ scored. Yeah, and then... Uh, big so, OBJ fan now. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're both are, because it's kind of like a... I'm sure the Browns fans were great, uh, big AB fans when they yeah. knew that. Because, like, you want to see him succeed after the fucking team there is on and say, fuck you to the Browns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's working out so far. Hey, OBS proven 100% right. Yeah, Odell sure. Beckham Sr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. get Baker's bum ass. Yeah, away from even myself. Justin Jefferson tweeted out like, like you, that, that's what that's what I was saying. Like the OBJ was never the problem. Yeah, and he pretty much tweeted that out. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of looking like that way. Um, the Cardinals, I mean, they came close. They were just running up the. They're trying to run up the score with James Conner, but the clock they didn't have enough time, and their offensive line just kind of collapsed towards the end of the game. And Kyler Murray was getting hit left and right by Aaron Donald. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, with that, with my crazy week that I'll probably never have again, uh, the score is now 141 to 132. What, what if, how crazy would be if I had did the same thing back to back? I didn't exactly oh what you said. <laughs> oh, but you get the extra win. I get like, all of them. You get all of them. Like, I clear the board. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cry. But yeah, so now we kind of have a game here. So. Let's with that. Let's take it over to the injury report. First up, Bills quarterback Josh Allen is day to day with a foot sprain. I would expect he plays through it because where they're at. Yeah, they're the seven seed right now. They need to get. They need to be stepping up here to try wait, wait, wait. to win the AFC East. Who, who they play this week? Uh, the Panthers. Is it? No, I thought it was the Colts. I'm looking at it. No, oh, is the, the Panthers? The, the, the Pats play it. the Colts this week. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay, I'm looking at My it. Bad. Saturday night. My bad. You could get away starting Mitch Trubinsky against the Panthers and giving Josh Allen time to heal. That's true. That's true. Mitch Trubinsky... Or you even suit him up and then just don't start him. Yeah, see how he's feeling. Yeah, Gage how like the game's going. Or if you're losing to Cam Newton and P.J. Walker. Yeah, dude. Then, yeah, maybe bring just Josh put Allen. Mitch, yeah, just put Mitch in the start and see if, see if Josh Allen needs a, day, a week to heal, let him heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Mitch Trubinsky can beat the Panthers. I think he could, too. I think he could. Then uh, next up, Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson is dealing with an ankle injury. The team is actually planning on for him to start next week. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Miami currently has no running backs on their active roster. 
All of them are in COVID protocols right now. Really? Yeah. I, I have gas, man. I didn't see that. Uh, I, I think that's the case. Well, I'm going to double check. I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to be out. It could just yeah, be close you, contact in there. Because I have, I need him this week, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right. He's out right now. Yeah. I don't know. I think, but he's out. But he's still projected points, so I think that means it's yeah. Be, it's just one of those. It, 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 he doesn't have it. They just have the double negative. Yeah, test. De- double negative test. Yeah. Then uh, Panthers wide receiver DJ Moore is day to day with a hamstring injury, and Rule Matt Rule, the coach, also said that Darnold remains out and with his injury, and Newton Walker will share snaps. That's just a wild thing. They split snaps like that. <laughs> yeah. But I guarantee, like Darnold could be perfectly fine. But they're like, nah, he's still hurt. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's the still, season's he's, lost. He's you don't still want up. If you want to roll, if you want to roll with him next year, you don't have to play him right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't understand snap sharing. Like it, nah, it, it never sense. works well. Yeah. You, you can't. Get your, you guys to be. In, you gotta get your quarterbacks in a group. And they're kind of doing it where it doesn't make sense to me. Where they're playing PJ in the red zone and Cam anywhere else. I would the do the opposite. opposite. Right. Yeah. You would I would think. put Cam in the red zone. Let him run for it. Yeah, but eh, what do I know? Yeah. Then Austin Eckler went down during the Chargers' win on Sunday against the Giants with an apparent ankle injury. Uh, he did not return. He was seen on the sidelines. They were taping him up, and it was looking like he was going to come back in. But head coach Staley believes that it is nothing major and that Eckler will continue to practice and should start bearing any set- setbacks. So personal, I mean, they're playing the Chiefs on Thursday night, so it's a quick turnaround. Personally, I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because, like, it's the Chiefs. Division opponent. It's not like a game you can you need, It's not like where it's like the Bills playing the Panthers. Yeah, exactly. So it's about. tough. But I think Eckler's a guy. He's been through injury situations before. I think he knows his body. And if he doesn't think he can start, he won't. And don't risk it when you can still make the playoffs. You mm-hmm. need him for the playoffs. Then uh, next he, up, they, they could theoretically they could lose this game and still be a playoff team. Yeah, yeah. So 100%. like. Then uh, next up, Bucks running back Giovanni Bernard is going to miss some time after suffering an MCL injury in the Monday, uh, Sunday night or Sunday game. And then Jets rookie wide receiver Elijah Moore was placed on IR and will miss three weeks, which will likely be the remainder of the season. Yeah, that's okay. all I have for injury updates, though. So let's take it over the headlines. First up, currently no playoff spot has been clinched through Week 14. And this is for the third time since 1978, which is when the NFL moved to the 16-game season. Uh, the other two years, I'm not going to do tribute for that because that would be fucking insane. Yeah, but thank you. But 1993 and 2014 were the other two years where through Week 14 there was no clinched playoff spot. That's wow. interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was too. And I looked up the Super Bowl winners those years, and I think 1993 was the Cowboys. Uh, let, me, then, let me try to think of 14. You know the answer? Yeah, I know the answer. Uh, 14, 14, 14. I feel like that would be you know, the either one of the Seahawks beat the Broncos. Was it? Yeah, I think yeah. Seahawks beat the Broncos. Wait, Seahawks. Mm, no, that was when the Pats beat the Seahawks. Malcolm Butler, 2014 season? 2014, yeah. Yeah. Was it? Yep. I looked it up and said Seattle. Or did you look up Super Bowl twenty? No, it was definitely Seattle. One hundred percent Seattle. We were seniors in high school in Seattle. One. Yeah, I'm but sure. our senior year would have been the twenty thirteen season. No, it wouldn't have been. Yeah, we graduated right, twenty fourteen. We, we would have graduated. We graduated in two thousand fourteen, and the Super Bowls in two thousand that second half. It's in yeah. February, so that'd be two thousand fourteen. Just the Super Bowl would have the Super Bowl would have taken place in 
2014. Yeah. But that's not the 2014 season. That's the 2013 season. Well, were you making it like that? I, I read that I as the second I just year. Kind of look, I Google. I remember what I do. I just typed in 2014 Super Bowl winner. Yeah, tw- 2014 NFL season. So New Super Bowl in 2015. Yes. Yeah, he's but he's saying 2014. So he won the Super Bowl. So it was the I'm year. Saying, okay, so uh, yeah, Seattle that, won, and then, then yes, that, that year 2014 was 2015. They beat the Seahawks on the Malcolm Butler pick. Yeah. The Seahawks went back to back and lost the second. Okay. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because they whooped on the Broncos. Yeah. In yeah. the game that, that would have been was the played first play. in 2014. Yeah, that was the safety was the first play. Um. All right. Next up, the there are 36 players that are currently placed on the COVID list due to positive test results. Yeah, 2014 is the Seahawks right. Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. it looks like it's going to get a little bit dicey as these teams are due for playoffs, and there's going to be a lot of uh, positive test results that might result in some players being out and possibly some big games being lost. So it's tough, it's tough, tough. Mm-hmm. And also, of course, for fantasy, that's going to stink in the playoffs. <laughs> I was saying off ball how guys live his life. I know it sucks because I wrote that down ahead of time. And I was like, he's fucking right. <laughs> All right, and then uh, next up, so there's more talks of Russell Wilson being traded from Seattle this off season. It's starting to uh, appear again in the uh, Seattle front office. So it's just something to look out for. I don't know. I think unless they run the table, I think these talks are going to be here again in the off season. Unless they run the table and make the playoffs somehow, I think it's good. I think Russell Wilson's moving on. I think Pete Carroll too, which that's my fifty yarder one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then Titans running back Derrick Henry is on track to return by playoffs or even sooner. So my fifty yarder is looking kind of spicy right now. Oh, is it? Which one? Remember when I said the Titans can win the Super Bowl with Derrick Henry coming back, like right at the playoff yeah. time, and he'll be all like rested up and he'll mm-hmm. have his Derrick Henry typical games in the playoffs yeah. late season. Yeah, you when said all the that other defenses are gassed. That's true. They can he can just run all over them. He'll be ready to go. He'll be kind of wild. Then uh, the Texans named quarterback Davis Mills the starting quarterback for the remainder of the season because he I think he had like fourteen completions in a row, which I think was Damn. the Texans record in that loss. Jeez. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Davis Mills, big neck. And then the uh, Ra- and then the Raiders signed kicker Dan Carlson to a four-year, eighteen point two million dollar extension. That's the only good player on the team. Hey, good for him. <laughs> Raiders love having good kickers. Remember Janikowski? Yeah, he's there forever, <laughs> dude. But uh, with that, let's take it over to the playoff picture. Um, currently, the AFC standings are as the or as the are. <laughs> The These Patriots are what's going on is, in the playoffs. This is what's going on <laughs> if the season ended today, it'd be the Patriots, the one seed, they get the bye. The Titans at number two. The Chiefs at three. The Ravens at four. The Chargers at five, starting the wild card. Then the Colts at six and the Bills at seven. Which would mean our matchups would be Bills versus Titans, which would be a, a matchup, a rematch from earlier in the season. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a. I think Titans. So that'd win be that. a fun matchup. Titans win that if Derrick Henry's healthy. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Then uh, Colts versus Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will win that. I think that could be one where they could lose, though. That's a tough yeah. defense. And, it's a tough defense. And, and Indy Taylor too. could fucking run all over that team. And it'd be an Indy. No, no, oh, wait. No, I, I saw how it was written. Never mind. And then it'd be the Chargers versus the Ravens, which... I think Chargers will win that. I but think, then that's one of those, that's one of those games that those, those teams, I can't get a pulse on. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it could honestly be... It, there should even be a spread in that game. Mm, yeah. <laughs> there should be a one-point spread in favor of the other team. But I like those matchups. I would kind of be cool with that being the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, then the NFC, we got the Packers in the number one right now, so they would have the bye. 
Then we have Buccaneers at number two, Cardinals at number three, Cowboys at number four, and then the wild card starts with the Rams at five, 49ers at six, and the football team at seven, which will bring us to, again, the Washington football team versus the Bucks, and then the 49ers versus the Cardinals, little NFC West matchup there. I like that matchup a lot. I do too. I think the Cardinals got that in the bag, though. Yeah. And then we got the Rams versus the Cowboys, which... I don't, know. I don't know how that goes because it's in Dallas. I kind of sure. could see the Rams winning though, because the Rams are kind of picking it up. Well, see, I think I think I think uh, Rams should win that matchup. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a. I think the Cowboys could win because it's at home. In my mind, yeah, sure. I feel that. Like I, I think I think the Ravens might be favored. They don't even got to load up their benches. Yeah, no. <laughs> Honestly, they don't have to. They'll be there. You don't have to mm-hmm. fly it in. But it's going to be starting a lot of divisional matchups these next couple of weeks, so we're going to see a lot of changes here soon. Mm-hmm. Um. Next up, let's go to segments. First up, guys, grandiose gangs. All right. All right. I took a little bit of thought for this one. But number one, I have the Packers. They just thrashed the Bears. They're probably the clear-cut number one team mm-hmm. right now. I think so. Do I think it'll last? No, but I think I, right now. I think I think especially because the Cardinals have been on top of your list for a while and mm-hmm. they lost to the Rams. So yeah. I think you got to give it to the Packers, you know? Then number two, I got the Buccaneers. Um, just been consistently good. They're... Flirting a little bit. They're getting cute with their little wins here, but they're still a dominant force, and they're good on all sides of the football. So I have them number two. Mm-hmm. Number three, I have the Cardinals. Yes, they lost to the Rams. It was a close game, though, and they did split. It's a divisional opponent. They split the series. Like I think the Cardinals win if they play in the postseason. Especially the last couple of years, it's kind of in the Rams should win that game both times. Yeah, and <laughs> like in the Cardinals, I mean, you know, it wasn't a bad loss. They didn't look no. horrible at any point of that game. They lost by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Then number four are the Patriots. Obviously, they've been a dominant force in the AFC. In my opinion, though, I mean, they have been. They did beat the Bills in this crazy weather game. They have some tough matchups coming up, though, that they can really prove it and get higher up on the list again. Patriot fan, you want to comment? What do you think, number four, Patriots? See, my I thing think, is... I think at the moment... My thing fair. is their defense is top tier, probably best in the NFL. Their offense... I don't know if they can stack up or against the rest of the other teams. So, I mean, I think we I think all of a sudden there's just this interesting notion that the Pats offense is bummed. I mean, like, I don't think it's bummed. But but like they have three incredibly solid running backs. Derrick Henry or Damian Harris up until recently was keeping pace with like mm-hmm. Derrick Henry stats. Um but and then Mac Jones, like, yeah, he threw three passes in a game with forty mile an hour wins. I was at that game. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have been throwing shit. No, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with play calls. Yeah, yeah, like, but he's no, he, think... he rips two two eighty yard two touchdown games or whatever. Like, I don't know. What, I don't. I think that offense isn't given quite the justified credit. Um, I don't. I, I what I was saying to Brett last night and our going through the guys. I think this Patriot team's really reminded me of the eleven O Steelers last season. The defense is really the reason they're winning games, and their offense is serve, serviceable. Mm-hmm. I think I think there's not really like I think they're the Mac Jones is young, he's really good for his age. But yeah. I, I just don't think that it's like look at all the good offense in the league. They have like insane hands on it's just like a bunch of guys who are just winning mm-hmm. and doing what they need to do to win. That and we'll time. see. You guys got you guys got some good defenses coming. And the defense up again, is really so. reason you guys are good. Yeah. I mean, I might just be riding high because we're on a seven game win streak, but this reminds yeah. me of O one in a lot of ways when they beat the greatest show on turf in their first Super Bowl. Like, because that team was like they weren't a lights out offense, but like mm-hmm. the the defense was definitely the focal point. But the yeah. offense did what it needed to do. And I mean, if you could get a home playoff game in uh, Foxborough, if, or if you could even run the table with that, that could just sway it even more in your favor. Hundred percent. 
Um, number five, though, I have the Chiefs. Obviously, they thrashed the Raiders, but in my personal opinion, they haven't really thrashed anybody too great yet. So they do have some tougher matchups coming up, where if they can do that, I'm all on board for them being a top three team in this list. Then, I mean, honestly, though, I mean, they're number, what, two for the AFC? That's fair. I think so. Then uh, number six, I have the Cowboys. I, I, I wait for real quick. I think that's fair. But I also think next year, next week that won't be the case. I agree. Yeah. Um, number six, I have the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, they're just kind of like staying at this plateau, middle-of-the-road contender. Like, mm-hmm. where they probably will be like an upper echelon team in the uh, – playoffs but they're they're not going to have like really that tough a schedule going through the rest of the season so they're probably just going to kind of stay at this point yeah um because i think they just play like the eagles the football team the giants and that's about it yeah, i'll pull it off like yeah and then uh number seven i have the titans uh yeah they just beat jacksonville so i mean it's not really anything to ride home about but they can again they could probably move up this list if Derrick henry comes back and yeah. they look good moving into the postseason Giants, Washington, Cardinals, Eagles. Okay, Cardinals, I'll give you that. Yeah, if they can, if yeah. they can at least compete very well with the Cardinals, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Then number eight, I have the Rams. Big win over the Cardinals this week. Um, they're actually looking pretty sound. Like the connections with OBJ is starting to pick up. He's been progressing very well as the week's been going on. Um, Sony Michelle is a Possible RB1, but right now he's a backup, so he's very viable right now with Daryl Henderson being out. Um, as long as Matt Stafford can keep up the vintage Matt Stafford look and the defense can just do what they always have done, then I think this team can be back on track here and move up more on the list. Are you speaking RB1 in reference to their depth chart or the fantasy? Or depth chart. I mean, because I don't count Cam Akers because he never played this season. That's true. But it, it, technically he's RB3 <laughs> playing like an RB2. I guess. No, I, I, I just want to make a fancy, fancy joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, real quick about the Rams. Uh, that I think I said it whenever it was like that week. Um, but the Jaguars won just helped turn the Rams around. Cause yeah. it, it was like they were in a bad skate where they're playing tough teams. But they just, uh, Matt Stafford just had something wrong with his head. Mm-hmm. Throwing a bunch of interceptions. He needed the fucking fuck on the Jags to kind of get like, all right, we're cool. And yeah. then this win was following the Jags' slaughter, mm-hmm. and so now I think the mojo's back. Yeah. Which I've been taking for the Chiefs all season. They've seen a couple games where they can get their mojo back. Mm-hmm. That was the Jaguars game for the Rams. Then uh, number nine, I have the Chargers. Uh, they had a big win against the Giants. Not a lot of, like, crazy good wins. They've been, like, you know, a roller coaster ride this season. But I don't really know who else to put above them. Yeah, Out I of agree. the rest of the team. Options. I agree. Then number ten, I have the Bills. Yeah. You had a good fight coming back on the Bucks, but... Came up short, and it's starting to add up where you guys potentially could miss the playoffs. It's – I don't know. I agree. But, yeah, that's my that's my grandiose gangs. So, All right. take it away. Weenies of the week. <laughs> we are signs weenies of the week. Number three. I, we, we need a live student audience to go, three! And I go, <laughs> uh, the Raiders. So, yeah. Um, the Raiders of what was it? It was last year. So uh, last season, whenever they played in Kansas City, the Raiders beat the Chiefs in a crazy game. I think it's Sunday night or Monday night or something. After the game, the team buses circled around the stadium a few times. It was like a like a fuck you to the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Since that game, the Chiefs went to Vegas and beat them forty-one to fourteen. And the Raiders came back to Kansas City after the first time since the bus incident. 
and it got fucked up 48 to 9. Um, so that basically was like a version of like, oh, don't do discount double check against Rodgers. Don't step on the terrible towel. They curse themselves with the Chiefs. Do not circle Arrowhead Stadium. Not circle the buses around (laughs) the Arrowhead Stadium. And just to kind of make fun of the Raiders as they're leaving after the game, the insane noise played wheels on the bus and all the Chiefs fans. That was very funny. Um, number two, Chase Claypool. Um, the only reason, which everyone probably, everyone's probably tired of hearing this because we live in Pittsburgh and it's all over sports media. But at the end of the game, time's ticking, no timeouts. We need to do a quick spike or a quick play. And Chase Claypool gets a really crucial first down. It's a great play. He got the first down and fought for it. But he's over here holding the ball and doing a first down celebration. Yeah. And whenever you need to be getting to the line and stop biking it, he's over here celebrating. And then because of that, I think Trey Turner tries to grab the ball from him. Like, come on, we got to go. And it, it gets fumbled there. And then what's even more of a weenie is after the game, you're a young kid, you're Claypool. You're, it's a team, football's a team sport. He did not take blame for it. And nah, he basically yeah. blamed Turner for knocking the ball off his hand. And he blamed the refs for being too slow. Yeah, and, he's, and he was <laughs> making like he was running to the line. But he wasn't. And yeah. and that was like probably six seconds off the clock, six, seven seconds, which is another shot at the end of where we were. We're like on the 20-yard line, 15-yard line. Yeah. The next play was the game, like trying to get me a game winner, and it missed. But if we had the extra six seconds, we would have another shot at it. Yeah. So Chase Claypool, number two, we need of the week, especially not for taking credit, like saying, my bad guys. He was literally saying that's everyone else's fault. <laughs> and then number three, I mean, number one, Urban Meyer. <laughs> Urban Meyer, uh, number one we of the week. Yeah. Um, he's doing literally everything in his power to have everyone hate him in Jacksonville. <laughs> in the last two weeks, you can get more into it. I'm just going to do a quick highlights. The last two weeks, he got in a fight with Marvin Jones Jr., which Marvin Jones Jr. had to leave practice for. Um, then he came back, he got in a fight. Two, called the whole uh, his his whole coaching staff, one team, the losers. Um, or three, bench Robinson for Carlos, his boy Carlos Hyde, which pissed Trevor Lawrence off. Mm. And then three was asked about Andre Cisco playing more, and he literally said he played today. And he that, literally, statistically, he did not play a single snap. Oh, man. <laughs> he literally said, I think he played a little today to the reporter. And the reporter's like, he got zero snaps. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like you mentioned, there's the whole thing with Marvin Gunn Jr. And then him calling his assistant coaches losers. They, I think they all were a part of Super Bowl winning teams too. Yeah, and think, he like, handpicked them. them. He hired them. Yeah, he picked them. <laughs> so I wanted to include that too. And then uh, in the response to the media, so the media is obviously asking questions about it, and uh, they pretty much asked him about like the leak of the information. Urban Meyer said, "What's the answer? Start leaking information or some nonsense? No, no, that's nonsense. That's garbage." Meyer told reporters, "If there is a source, that source is unemployed. I mean, within seconds." If there's some source that's doing that, am I worried about losing the locker room? I always worried about losing the locker room when you're two and whatever we are. Uh, but then I see what I saw, and I see that that guys play as hard as they possibly can. I challenge our coaches, I challenge our players, and I challenge myself. And then I don't know, and I don't want to talk about it. And then the, he was asked then about like if he had any conversations with the owner. Uh, so he said, he, I talked to Shad, who is the Jags owner, mm-hmm. uh, and Meyer said, he's been fantastic since the day I've been here, and we're going to do the best we can to win games. That's our job. I talked to him last night. I talked to him today. Our focus is to finish the season strong, make whatever adjustments we have to make this thing, to get this thing cooking. To get this thing cooking in week 15 of the NFL season. Like, all right, let's fucking, let's, let's get going. It's week 15. He's definitely in the league. <laughs> there, there's no way he's there at the end of it. Like at the start of next season, right? Like 
I don't know how. I don't know how he can justify his. It would be job. very Jags to keep him though. It would be very Jags, but like I mean. All right, I'll say right now that was going to be a fifty-yarder. Mine, I switched it last second, mm-hmm. but that was my fifty-yarder. My fifty-yarder said Urban Meyer will actually be the head coach next year. So he's doing everything in his power to get rid of him. But I think he said that like a couple weeks ago, like him, the ownership was like, "Yeah, we're coming back." Another one, but then all oh, this shit happened since then. You know what? I don't so, have one, so I'll adopt that one. All right, we'll, we'll save it. Then we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, well, that's next. All right, well then, do it. Fifty-yarder. Urban Meyer stays the coach because there's another reason too. I think they played the Texans and the Jets in two of their last three games. We're taking one both for them. I think they played the Titans the last game. Which maybe the which will be resting. They'll be in the playoffs. Yeah. Wait, let me see. Oh wait, no, they played New England at some point. Which they might be resting because. Yeah, that's. Week it, it is. Six. Yeah, it's, it's 17, Texans, Jets, Patriots, Colts. Which all of them might be resting towards yeah. then. So yeah, I mean. He he could go two and four these last games, which if you're already two and what two and fourteen, no two and thirteen, yeah, then I I I could see him maybe keeping his job. And like I said, that would be hilarious because Jags, yeah, yeah. so Jags. All right, fifty yarder, uh, Brett, you have a fifty yarder. Uh, yes, I I don't know how much of a fifty yarder it is, but um, it kind of seems with you know Austin Eckler out and. You know the Chiefs being as hot as they are, that you know they that the Chiefs are gonna walk all over the Chargers, and I actually think that the Chargers are gonna catch them slipping on Thursday night. Ooh, I think it comes down to the Eckler injury, and I think they might have some other COVID protocols like Keenan Allen if he does play. Yeah, Keenan Allen's off playing either. Ew, he's not. I, I mean, Farum so. didn't look bad, but I mean, I, I, it's not bad. It's not a bad take. They have him. They have a mesh with Mike Williams. Uh, Guyton played really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Herbert's just been making weapons left and right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can fuck with it. I mean, I think I think I'll probably pick the Chiefs, but I, I'm definitely rooting for the Chargers. I think they're my team right now, aside from the Steelers, in playoff contention. Yeah, they're a fun squad to watch. I mm-hmm. like them. All right. My 50-yarder yeah. is going to be the Chiefs went out and become the number one seed in the AFC. Um, obviously, it's a 50-yarder because the uh, Pats are already the number one seed right now. Um, the only thing is, like, I'm looking at the schedules here. Um, the Chiefs are favoring against the Chargers. They, that is a game the Chiefs could win, <laughs> should win. That's a divisional game. It's a very big matchup. They need to win it. The next week, they have the Steelers. We're hot garbage. They'll kick our ass. Then they got the Bengals, who I think there's a by this point they'll be full fledged Chiefs again, and we'll fuck on the Bengals. Then last week, the only thing I don't think they might not win out reason is because they might be have the number one seat locked up at that point mm-hmm. against the Broncos and lose to the Broncos because they're not, they're they might even win with the what's his face, Chad Henney. Yeah. Um. And then with the Pats, they got what the Colts, the Bills, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins. Dolphins. So I think the Dolphins and Jaguars are going to be easy wins. Um, unless the Dolphins are last week, are they? Um, Which last, last week, week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but if, it, if it's up for the number one seed, they're going to play everyone. The Pats. Yeah. Same with the Chiefs against the Broncos last week. Um, but I can see the Chiefs losing one or both of the Colts-Bills games. Mm-hmm. I think those are just really good teams. And the Pats are bound to lose soon, I think. They have seven-game win streak. I think they're just going to lose one of those two teams. And I can't see the, the Pats winning both games against the Bills this year. Mm-hmm. Um even though the Bills are kind of hot garbage too, I just can't see it. So I think if the Chargers, I mean, I think if the if the Chiefs can beat the Chargers, Steelers, and Bengals, 
and the Patriots lose to whatever, I think they'll both play all their whole team in the last game of the season. Gotcha. And I think the Chiefs will barely beat out the Pats with their onesie. Um, and get the bye. So it's the it's the Steelers next week, right? Yeah, it's it's Chargers Not this week next week. Yeah, Chargers this week, Steelers next week. Okay, then it's the Bengals. And I can, then, yeah, I can see the Chargers winning. <laughs> Chargers win, beat the Chiefs, and then they have the long week and they throttle the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. why did they throttle the Steelers? Even if they yeah, but the long game. week will just add to it. Yeah, know? and like bounce back after a loss, like mm-hmm. just kick the shit out of the Steelers. I can, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I am saying making a 50 order instead of like a guaranteed because the Pats are in the driver's seat. The Pats have to lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even um, if the Chiefs lose out, they went out, they 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 don't have their one seat. Right. The Pats do. All right. Well, with that, let's take it over to the week 15 pick All right. So um, I think Brett last time just was like a tiebreaker if we're different. Yeah. We, I, I wrote his picks in there last time. Yeah. So you're only going to pick whenever it's a disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like we both have a team, you have a different one market. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Uh, Thursday football, we've been just been talking about the Chiefs and the Chargers. It's in LA, but the Chiefs are favored by three points. I'm good, Chiefs, obviously. Um, meters going Chargers, obviously. Are you going Chargers? I'm going Chargers. I mean, I just made it my 50 yarder. Yeah. Um, I might revisit that and join you if we don't have many differences. All right. Um, Saturday games. We have two Saturday games today, this week. Yeah, yeah. Two Saturday games. First game at 4.30 game. We got the Vegas Raiders versus the Browns in Cleveland. The Browns are only three-point favorites. Raiders versus Browns? Raiders, Browns. Browns are barely the favorite. I'm going to go Browns, but I could see the Raiders winning. Remember the Raiders, Browns? Was it last is year? It in, is when it, it was like, when it was like the worst. It's in Cleveland. That's why I'm going Browns. I think it's a very... Uh, Browns are favored by three. I think it's closer than three, but I think I gotta get the advantage of the home team. I'm going Raiders. Remember last year? Was it last year, two years ago? That I don't like how it. shitty that game was. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it, but I'm going Raiders. I I'm go I'm gonna go Raiders here. Also, mm-hmm. I think that I I have a predisposition to um, random things happening on games played in irregular settings, whether that's a Thursday that's night fair. or yeah. a Saturday night or like. I don't. The whole process for different teams throughout the week gets thrown off. So yeah, that's it, perfect because the next game is the Pats game. <laughs> <laughs> now I think the Pats will win that one. It's the Colts. Yeah, so the Colts on a bye, off a of bye. Yeah, it's eight twenty. It's uh, Patriots in Indianapolis. The Colts are favored by two and a half. Ooh, and I'm going Colts. Ooh. off the bye in home. Pats are bound to lose. This one set them straight. Pats are off a of bye too. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's Look up Belichick's record after a bye. It's probably very good. It's probably very good. His record is just very good. I'm going I'm going Pats. I'm going Pats. Belichick record after So we're so far. Oh, he ain't good charges. Like so far three games, three differences. (laughs) So this this was written in two thousand nineteen. As of um as of two thousand nineteen in Belichick's career, they have a 737 win percentage. 737 win percentage? Like, like so 73%. Uh, about okay. 74% uh, okay. of the time. So he has 73% chance. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go Pats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Sunday. It's 1 o'clock games. First game we have. I'm usually saying this for the last 1 o'clock game. I'm saying get it out of the way. Titans and Steelers. Titans are favored by two points. In Pittsburgh. I mean, I Titans. Pittsburgh. Curse, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll probably go Steelers on that, actually. 
I think we're going to go in this game. Yeah, I do too. I actually think the Steelers are going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but curse, you know. Yeah, curse. I mean, it's been paying off for you the last few weeks. It has. It has. Um, but it, it, they only beat the Jags by 20. Like, we're way better than the Jags. Like, as bad as we are, we're way better than the Jags. Yeah. So, I don't know. What's that noise? <laughs> I, said, I said, are they? <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. No, I was going to say. Everything, honestly, man, if you're actually going to say that, all credibility <laughs> of your NFL knowledge would be out yeah. the window, and I would just pull this back. Because no. if you think the fucking Steelers are as bad as the Jaguars. <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. Uh, next game, we have the Panthers in Buffalo versus the Bills. The Bills are favored by 10 and a half. I mean, Bills. Yeah, I mean, Bills. This is a game they need to win. Sneaky win, sneaky game. I'm going Panthers. No, you're not. You serious? I'm going Panthers. You're insane. You're you're nuts. That, I mean, he's he's up playing. Right? Bills, you can literally just say mock it. If the Bills so. lose the Panthers, you can take every underdog here. Just just if the Bills lose the Panthers, they're done. They're not even. They're not even making playoffs. They're I not. do believe that they're, they're not allowed to make. Not going to make the playoffs. Uh, next game we have the Texans in Jacksonville versus the Jaguars. Jaguars Ooh. are favored by three and a half. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. In Jacksonville. That's it's funny. in Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna go with. That is tough. I, I I can't bet on Urban Meyer after this stuff, but like, what what are you thinking? <laughs> I'll probably just go opposite. Well, I see. Well, no, you can't. My strategy is going to go with you. Go with me. I, <laughs> I literally don't know what to think of this game. I I really don't know. What to all right, we've been game. shitting on Urban Meyer all day. Let's just go Texans. Um, I'm yeah. thinking Houston. <laughs> Let's go Texans. Because it's like one of those like I don't know what to go. So I was just going to like piggyback on what you said. Because <laughs> yeah. I really had no idea. Like if you yeah. if you were going to, I thought you were going to come out like Texans. Because here's the thing. And explain why Texans. I'd be like, you know, yeah, sure. Texans. Well, here's the thing. Because if Urban Meyer actually comes out and is like, all right, I'm tired of this bullshit. James Robinson, get in there. He could fucking and slaughter it, and Jacksonville could win. But if Urban Meyer's going to pull the same sh- shit, like, oh, hey, Carlos Hyde, my boy, like, get out there. Fucking see, that's one thing. My, back my head, I'm like, <laughs> the Jaguars need to win here for mm-hmm. Urban Meyer. Like, our Urban, not for Urban Meyer needs the Jaguars to win. Yeah, for his job. For his job, and I can see him just like doing what they did to what the uh, Jets was it Jets or whoever they played in London. They were favored to win. They ended up winning the first game, their first win. Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah, yeah. They should, the Dolphins should have slaughtered them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah. somehow, like Urban Meyer actually had a good coaching game day. And I feel like after all this shit, that's all Urban Meyer needs. But I can't pick it. So <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know the I know the question of this game is whether or not the Jags are going to bungle it. But the main focal point for me on why I think the Texans are going to win is a uh, is a two last name having fellow by the name of Davis Mills. Yeah, Davis Mills looked really good <laughs> on Sunday. Good. He looked good, and I mean, if there's if, there's a defense that, you know, a young quarterback can gain some confidence in playing well against this mm-hmm. Jacksonville. I, I think their defense isn't like that. I think, actually, Seattle's defense might be worse than Jacksonville's. Jacksonville's troubles is their Miles offense. Miles Jack is pretty good. Huh? Is Miles Jack still there? Uh, I don't know. I think so. But they lost, like, all is. those guys like Yannick Nakui and, uh, obviously, Ramsey and shit like that. But, like, I'm going way back. Yeah, yeah. Miles Jack is there for sure. Yeah, I just think their offense is their biggest problem, not their defense. I think their line is the biggest problem. Um, next game, next? we have Cardinals versus the Lions in Detroit. The Cardinals are favored by 13 and a half. Oh, boy. Uh, Detroit style. Whose turn? 
Uh, I said 10, didn't I? Yeah, I think you took the under, yeah, for the Broncos. So, you got it. 13 and a half it is? I think I'm going to get 14. See, the only thing I'm worried about is, like, James Conner not playing. I'm going to get 14. You're going to get 14? That's, I'm just going to go with the bookkeepers. <laughs> it's a lame play. Yeah, I mean, I don't I, know I respect it. I can't pick. I can't do the trophy. It's a lame play for me. It's I'm just, like, kind of stuck. So you have to pick if it's going to be over under that. If, the, if it's going to. So, do you think the, do you think the Lions will win by I'll say over. 13 or less or 15 or more? I think 13 or less. Yeah, see, what do you say, over? I think it's actually going to be a close I game. Say over. Okay. I don't, I don't think it'll be close, man. I mean, I, they did just get throttled, but, like, the Cardinals just lost, and the Cardinals are so much better than the mm-hmm. Lions. Like, even without Connor, I mean, Edmonds should – if Connor doesn't play, then Edmonds should play, and then Edmonds will get his little, like, hey, I'm still the RB1 in Arizona game. Plus, DeAndre Hopkins is going to eat. A.J. Green's going to eat, as long as his batteries don't turn off at halftime. <laughs> But yeah, this game, Cardinals. this game to me, like, I would, I wouldn't even be surprised if, I mean, I would be surprised if Detroit beat them, obviously, but like, it reeks of, it reeks of sneaky, of trap sneaky game. loss, trap game, yeah. yeah. I feel that, I feel that, but I just right. can't pick that. <laughs> right, we're running long here. We gotta keep, we gotta keep yeah. it short here. Okay. Um, next game, Jets versus Dolphins. Dolphins favored by eight and a half. It's in Miami. Dolphins. Dolphins, yeah. Uh, next game, we have Cowboys versus Giants in New York. The Cowboys are favored by ten and a half. Cowboys football team? No, Cowboys Giants. Oh, Cowboys Giants. Cowboys. We're, we're still the one yeah, of the games, right? They, yep. they win. They cover I tell that you. spread. Yeah, so I think you ask me every week, and I tell you every I week. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cowboys. Cowboys. No matter who starts a quarterback. Same. Uh, next one, last one o'clock game. We have the Washington football team in Philly versus the Eagles. Eagles are favored by four and a half. It's a tough game too. I think I'm gonna go Eagles at home. Off a bye. I have the team. I mean, the team. Yeah, the team's been playing well. I mean, that loss to the Cowboys would just do like. Yeah. But I, I just think Eagles at home off a of bye, divisional rival. You're gonna get you're gonna get a better game. Yeah, and they play twice, so like it'll probably it might go the other way the next match. Yeah, home field can take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll go I'll go with the Eagles as well. He's going he's going the team. All right, next we have ba- uh, four o'clock four o five games. We have the Bengals versus the Broncos in Mile High. The Broncos are favored by one and a half. Bengals. <laughs> I'm going Bengals. You're going Bengals too. Yeah, I'm going Denver. <coughs> I mean, I, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Bengals regardless of what you said. Okay, that's fair. Um, next four or five games, we have the Crackheads, <coughs> Falcons versus the 49ers. Ooh. 49ers are in San Fran. They're eight and a half point favorites. I'm not hitting. The that's too much. Either. That's too much. But I'm gonna go. <coughs> I'll take. I might take the Falcons on the spread. Yeah, I'm, I would take the Falcons on the spread. But yeah, I'm gonna go 49ers. I, I'm not feeling crack week. Yeah, I'm going Niners. Yeah, there's, it's not crack week this week. Uh, not this week. Last week was a crack week. I, we hit the crack week one. Oh, 100%. Um, next game, we have the Seahawks in LA versus the Rams. The Rams are seven point favorites. Rams. Rams. Red Hot Russell or the Red Hot Rams? Or Magnificent Maddie or Red Hot Russ? Oh, Magnificent Maddie. <laughs> yes, I agree. Is it in LA? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going. 
the last four o'clock game, we have the Packers <coughs> in Baltimore versus the Ravens. Ooh, it's a game. Yeah, <laughs> interesting game, but ooh, Packers. Yeah, I'm going Ravens. That's that's my mindset too, guy. At first, like ooh, on that way, Lamar might even play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're planning on playing, but. I don't know. It might be one of those, hey, you probably shouldn't have played your running quarterback with an ankle injury. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to have to say the You're going Ravens? Mm-hmm. All right, fair enough. Um, the Sunday night football game, we have the Saints in Tampa Bay versus the Bucks. The Bucks are 11-point favorites. Saints in Tampa Bay versus the Bucks. I got Bucks. And they cover. Yeah, I'm going Bucks too. Yeah, Bucks cover too. Mm-hmm. I think it's like a 20 point game. Yeah, this is Tom Brady's little revenge game. Like, oh, you think the big Saints one. have my number? Yeah. You know, no way. And this is a much different Saints team than who played them before. Yeah. So. The Monday night, you have the Vikings versus the Bears in Chicago. The Vikings are three and a half point favorites. As much as I really want to say Vikings, I think the Bears won this game. I got Da Bears. Hmm. I mean, it's a toss-up for me. Yeah. It's a tough one, for sure. There's just something about playing in Soldier I mean, the Vikings, the Vikings lose to the Lions and they beat the Steelers. But they, they let the Steelers come back. That's why I'm thinking about Bears. And it's a game that the Bears are going to win and people are like, oh, Matt Nagy might not get fired. That's true. I'm going what, what? Where is it? What, what? In Chicago. It's in Chicago. Monday night. Primetime Kirk. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, uh, <laughs> that did it. That did it. Primetime Kirk in Chicago. Versus Although two Kirk's defense, he did win primetime against the Steelers. But he, he almost let it off. Almost let it off. Yeah. Almost let Blue it off. Blue 29 point lead. Yeah. <laughs> and plus right. that game was the Dalvin Cook show anyways. So like Yeah. So uh with that, you have the Browns, I have the Raiders, you have the Colts, I have the Pats, you have the Steelers, I have the Titans, you have the Cardinals minus fourteen, I have the Cardinals over on fifteen. And that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Well with that let's take it over to pop culture. So I take the tank, fly it right up to the general's palace. Drop it at his feet. I'm like, boom. You looking for this? All right, let's get into some pop culture. Leading off movies. No Way Home's coming out in like two days, and I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. I can't I... fucking wait. But, dude, how about the people listening right now? It's, it comes out tonight. Oh, yeah. Or you already saw it. Wow. Or if you're listening to this late, you already saw it. Tell us how it is. <laughs> so Tell us how it is in the comments below. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button. At the time of me writing these <laughs> notes, there was at the time at the time of me writing these notes, there was forty six reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, and it currently has it as a one hundred percent guaranteed fresh rating. IGN came out and gave a score eight out of ten. Said pretty much said that eight out of ten was because of typical Marvel tropes, but it said that you'll have Marvel fans leaving the theater smiling ear to ear. And I also heard that there's one theater around the premiere is like there was a, as big as a, like a applause and <gasps> as it was yeah. for game. Yeah, yeah. This is gonna be the best. Yeah. Um next up we had some trailers to drop this past week. First up, the Sonic Two trailer. Did you see that? No, but I, I heard it looks really good. Yeah, it kinda does. They got knuckles in there, Iris Elba's knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was kind of badass. Like, Sonic's charging at him in the ball, and he's like, you think I need your power? And it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's sick. <laughs> and then I saw, there was, like, a poster for it, and, it, like, Tails is in the movie, and Tails has a little plane. Mm-hmm. And somebody took the poster and edited Tails out and put the Stone Fox meme. 
You ever see a stone? Oh, concert? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like you, you wake out of bed and your like, alarm is going off and you're just like contemplating life. Yeah. Because <laughs> that fox is like. <laughs> and they put that over tails and I was losing it. <laughs> That's so great. Then uh, also came out the uh, Secrets of Dumbledore trailer. You see it? I don't care about you it. You don't care? No. Do you care about it? I mean, so here's my thing. I liked the I liked the first Fantastic Beast. The second one was like kind of cool, but I don't know what the hell this whole Johnny Depp thing is going to be like. They brought Mads Mikkelsen into yeah. it, and like he's a great actor, but it's like how are you going to just be like, oh yeah, our big villain's like this guy now? It's like what? <laughs> yeah, yeah it kind of looks different now. I mean, it's a Wizarding World, I guess. So you can kind of be like, oh, he's just disguised, but yeah, I, I think he's, I think these movies just suck. Yeah, I feel like it's not going to be that great. That's just me, though. Before you continue, yeah, this one I need to look something up real quick about this. Do you know what Dumbledore's full name is? Aldous. This then there's three middle names. Wingardium Leviosa Dumbledore. No, Albus. Percival. Percival, yeah. Wol Wolfric. Wolfric, okay. Brian. <laughs> Dumbledore. J.K. Rowling was like, "No, Brian, man." <laughs> yeah, look. look. <laughs> Brian. This is thrown in there with Elvis, Percival, Wolfric, like, Brian Dumbledore. The, the editor was like, hey, that Dumbledore character, let's give him five names. I don't want to make another name. I don't know, let's do something. Brian. <laughs> Dude, that's the wildest thing. Or, or maybe she like never met anyone in her entire life that was named Brian, so she was like mysticized by the name, and she's like... Fuck yeah, dude. It says Ryan with a B? <laughs> but you replaced a Y with an I? <laughs> and then uh, there's a couple more movie trailers to drop as well. The Showtime Lakers, HBO. Is that a movie or a TV, TV show? TV show. Okay, we'll, we'll pause that then. Um, and then they're making a movie about Sean Payton in his tenure while he's suspended from the NFL. Yeah. And I guess he's like coaching his kid's team or something like that. Yeah. And they got... Kevin James to portray Sean Payton. And we all get a chance to see the trailer. Did not change his appearance at all, by the way. Did not change uh, his appearance at all. Did not change anything It's like Kevin James, but it's like in an alternate universe. Like, this guy's yeah. also named Sean Payton. No relation to the coach. It's essentially if you took an Adam Sandler movie and put based off a true story at the beginning of it. Yeah. So, two things about this movie. Number one, everyone involved in its production should be arrested right now. <laughs> Number two, you bet your sweet ass I'm going to watch that movie. That is the night where you have some, uh, perhaps some legal Delta 8 or something. Oh, yeah. Scroll through Netflix. And or say, weed. Oh, or, or weed. If, <laughs> you're, marijuana. if you're in a state you're allowed to use it in. Well, guys, medical card. You can smoke oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, the guy gets high on the pod. <laughs> oh, no. Dude, fucking, that movie just looks so bad. But yeah, they're gonna get my my watch. They're gonna get that. Maybe that was their long con. Let's make a movie so bad that people are like, I gotta watch this. <laughs> NFL fans are like, Yeah, I gotta see this. Like everything that everyone's complaining about with the Kurt Warner movie makes the Kurt Warner movie look like an Oscar nom with this. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Like, I actually like. <laughs> it's, it's, it sucks that the Kurt Warner movie does suck. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's such a cool story. Yeah, it is. It's such a cool story. It is such a cool story. Yeah. But the then they go and get like Dennis Quaid. And they're like, hey, yeah. you want to... <laughs> and, they're, <laughs> and it's a religious like produced production <laughs> yeah. company where it's like, 
more about family and the power of God than it is about, holy shit, Kurt Warner like, was bagging groceries and then now all of a sudden he's winning a Super Bowl. I know. Like, that's a sweet story. And isn't Dennis Quaid like fucking 80 years old? Yeah, like, probably. Like, yeah, and he's playing who? Uh, he played an old guy think, in a sports movie like 24 years ago. I think he's the coach, right? But yeah, I forget his name. Uh, I do too. It's Saints coach back then. Uh, Rams coach. Or Rams coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it. I'll look it up. Yeah. I know who it is. Jeff um, Fisher. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's the guy before Jeff Fisher. Uh, Vermeer. Maybe, Vermeil? yeah, yeah. Maybe Vermeil. I think and Vermeil. I think oh, before okay. that was Schottenheimer. Ooh. Um, but then, anyways, uh, after that though, I saw some more developments. Uh, they're making a Mega Man movie at Netflix now too. <laughs> yeah, it's Dick Vermeil. Nice. Okay. Who's who's starring in the Mega Man movie? No idea, but like they're just kind of rolling with video game movies now because Sonic it, worked out, I guess. Fuck it, dude. Kevin James. Just, just get him Kevin in. Just, just get him in there. Rob Schneider is a stable. I can see that being like a sick live action. I can see that being a sick live action show, but not a movie. Well, the they, the cartoon Mega Man is sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like when we're growing up, the one that was like on Cartoon Network or WB, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah I loved it. Mm-hmm. Then uh, th- this one's the funniest one though. I don't know if it beats Kevin James, though. But Avril Lavigne is now making a movie based off her song Skater Boy. <laughs> talk Why? about Talk about just, like, try to cash in the Can I make it check? any more obvious? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what's next? Are we going to have Cisco make a movie about thong songs? <laughs> Shaggy is, like, a whole movie about a cat cheating. <laughs> I'd actually rather watch that movie. He should do like, yeah. he, no, Shaggy should do like a criminal documentary or something like like a making a murder. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. He tells an OJ story. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know about that, man. That like, is it, it going to be serious? Is it going to be like a fucking kids movie? I don't know. I don't know. He, I have to see stuff on well, when it starts is once upon a time, he was a skater boy. <laughs> he said, see you later. <laughs> It just shows like her getting curved in DMs by a skater boy. <laughs> um, anything for movies that you guys want to toss in? No. All right, let's take it over to TV. First up, the new Hawkeye episode, episode four. Dude, um, you, you don't watch it, do you? No, nah, I've never seen it. Are you going to or no? Um, I mean, like, probably not. Okay. That's like, if you want to talk about it, you're good. All right, okay. you. I've had I've had Disney Plus for a year and a half and haven't opened it once. Gotcha. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. So pretty much the whole episode, we just kind of get more character development between Hawkeye and uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Or Katie. Katie is it Kate? Kate? Yeah, Kate Bishop. Yeah. So that kind of builds throughout the episode. The big reveal at the end, though. Yelena. Yeah. Which. Yeah, it's actually yeah. wild. For some, I knew she was going to be in the show, mm-hmm. but I also forgot about it. Yeah. So I forgot she was going to be in the show, but I knew I knew originally they said they were going to be in the show. I knew it. Then I forgot. Then I randomly one night just put on Black Widow. Yeah. And then I watched the post credits and I was like, holy shit, I forgot she was going to be in the show. And that was the same week that that subset dropped. It was like it's literally the night before. Yeah, it's a good time. I totally forgot. Like, yeah, maybe she's, like, she's great. Yeah, the weekend before, maybe a Friday, mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. I was just drinking a little bit. I was watching Black Widow. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it was after I worked on Friday, then it came out. Yeah, no, yeah. I hope we, uh, I hope we get more of her there in the future. But that was a great. Yeah, they just kind of have a fight sequence on the uh, top of the building. Mm-hmm. Awesome fight sequence too. But great episode. Apparently, this new episode this, this Wednesday is going to be the big one before Spider Man. This is Kingpin. Kingpin's it's coming so out. Kingpin. And honestly, if it's not Kingpin. I'm going to be upset. I'm watching. I'm on probably. I don't work till eleven tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I normally will probably just sleep in until then. I might wake up an hour early just so I can watch it before I go to work. Yeah. 
Um, anything else though? For Hawkeye. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. For Kingpin. I was gonna say for Kingpin. Then next up, the Showtime Lakers show drop their trailer. Yeah, we we kind of talked about that. Now. Yeah, we yeah. kind of talked about it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I like. I think it's been great though. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. The yeah. only thing when I was watching the trailer, I was upset with was stinks that they lost Bo Burnham for Larry Bird. Yeah, it sucks because it's just because of scheduling conflict. Mm-hmm. It wasn't and he like he was so good as Larry Bird. Yeah, and it wasn't like yeah. he said, "Oh, this is gonna suck. I'm leaving the project." He mm-hmm. like hesitantly left the project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Larry Bird, Bo Burnham, great. Nope. That then, would be amazing. Yeah. Then uh, The Witcher Season 2 drops Friday. So I know you don't care about it, but I'm going to be checking that out. It's going to be nice. sweet. Then uh, Cowboy Bebop got canceled after one season of Netflix. Uh, so Ken Jack on Lights Girl Barstool, the yeah. anime guy. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop's his favorite anime. Yeah. So he's so pumped about this that he's like, that was a hot pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, no duh. He like, when it first came out, I remember they obviously, like, I, I knew it sucked before it got canceled. Yeah. Because yeah. he literally was so excited for it one week and then it's like, yeah, no, it sucks. <laughs> then uh, I started watching Doom Patrol season three finally. Um, I mean, it's it's still like a good show, but it's definitely plateaued a little bit for this season. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll pick up. I'm a, I'm maybe like halfway through right now, so maybe it'll pick up later. But right now, I'm not like that impressed. But there was yeah. like a moment in, in the first episode where I was like, they kind of did some reveals where I was like, ooh, that'd be fucking sweet if they do this. And then they haven't really touched back on it since then. Yeah. So that's just kind of where I'm at with that. Anything that you want to toss in for TV, though? Yes, two things. One, I watch us now. Um, the Billy Eilish episodes are pretty good. Yeah. And same with the guy from Shang Chi. Those are the last two I missed. Mm. Those are both very good. I can see Shang Chi killing it. Yeah, that guy, that guy was hilarious. Mm-hmm. There was a skit that was so funny. It was like one of those really dumb SNL skits that it's so funny. Like everyone was breaking and shit. Yeah. Um, they put a real dog on, on behind a table and they put like human arms with it. It was like one of those type of gags, and it was like the whole thing was the military is like weaponizing man dog soldiers. <laughs> it's like all the senses of a dog on a man's body, mm-hmm. and it's like the whole thing. It's like one of those very, very stupid skits where every single person just laughing, looking at this dog doing dog things with like arms. It's so dumb. But then the other thing is, it's always sunny. New season started started happening. Four episodes have been out. Okay. Um, huge. It's always sunny guy. I, I was originally going to watch all of it from beginning to end. And it's like let. It, me binge it all because as I was due for like my twentieth. It's always sunny start to finish. Yeah, binge. Um, I broke watch all four of them. I was gonna give a quick because you can't really spoil comics. I'm gonna tell you four episodes that happened so far and like a little brief like just watch it because of this. First episode was a year in review. It just showed what they did during the 2020 pandemic and how they were. It's basically Forrest Gump where yeah. they literally was a part of everything that happened in 2020 somehow. Yeah, like yeah. the Capitol riots, the yeah. Giuliani, it's great, it's great. Um, God, it was really, I can't really spoil it. Like, can't, I'm just not gonna do it. Second episode is Lethal Weapon Seven. <laughs> they they literally meta joked about how they the other ones got taken down because we're all back when he had blackface in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like it was like we we put him in the library, but they threw him away because of blackface. So we have to make this one super culturally acceptable, I guess. <laughs> so make Lethal Weapon Seven. Um, um, the third episode was was. Uh, what was that? Uh, oh, it's a flashback episode solely in the 90s. It starts in the present day. It's like, oh, yeah, remember that? It goes back to the 90s. It shows them how they get Patty's pup. Oh, that's kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Like yeah. And then number four is literally called, the only thing I have to say is uh, the gang replaces Sweet D with a monkey. <laughs> that's all you need to know about that episode. They literally <laughs> just replace Sweet D with a monkey. <laughs> so they're great episodes. As much as I would say, wait till the season comes out, binge it. It's also, like, really easy watches. Just throw it in there. They're so funny. All right. 
Well, with that, let's take it over to music, your jams for the week. Uh, first up, Juice World dropped another uh, post-mortem album, mm-hmm. and it was pretty good. Liked it. Nice. Not, nothing really like jam-worthy on it, yeah. besides from the ones that we already knew about, but it's pretty good. I do recommend listening to it. It's a good time. Um, but then I have a few options here for Jam of the Week, and then I have a couple more I wanted to toss in. Uh, first up, No Choice by Tom and Paula. Is that like an old one? What is it? Is that like an older song? What song is it? No Choice. By whom? Tom and Paula. Tame and Paula? Tame and Paula. Oh. You knew to take Tame and Paula. You're just trying to fucking crack up like a douchebag. Have you heard this before? You knew he was saying Tame and Paula. Tame Paula. <laughs> but, but instead of correcting, you were like, who? <laughs> I don't know who this person is. I didn't hear him the first time, no. but I heard him say Tommy and Paula. Or, no, uh, no, you're, you're going to be a dick. Is this, is this new, though, or is this... I never heard it. new music Friday. I never heard it, so yeah, probably. It, it sounds like a lot of other I, I know Tame you're a big fan of this. So I, I do like Tame and Paula, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a very standard Tame Tamale. Yeah. I like it. It's good. I, I do like it. I, 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 I'll I probably end up saving that. Then I got Faith by Russ and Jadakiss. Ooh. Oh, shit. That's a lot already. Actually, this is probably my jam category, then. Because yeah. I... Yeah. What's it called? Faith by Faith by Russ and Jadakiss. Yeah, you can also jam. find this on the Talking Dirty Jams playlist on yeah. Spotify. Yeah. Ooh. Um, and then I got all right. So that's one. Then I got another jam of the week option here. Follow me by Sam Fell and Rita Ora. Mm. Good drinking song. Partying with the boys. Yeah, this is a good, like, club song, yeah. I think. And then I have this, which I don't know what I think about this song. It's probably just an insane bop, but I, I don't know. It's called, it was a Mass Christmas by Jimmy Fallon. And I'm out. Ariana Grande and Megan Thee Stallion. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm not sold. I don't know if I want to hear it. Hey, please be there. <laughs> no, I'm out. I'm out on this. It's just like... I'm done. I feel like NBC was like, hey, Jimmy, we need you to make a Booster Shot song. Yeah. Like, All right, here we go. Like, it's just like... It's like... It's like if it... It's like the Everything is Awesome song, but it's about COVID. No, yeah, that's stupid. It's like catchy, but it's like... Can, can, that, can they be a weenie of the week for making that song? <laughs> There's a music video. I'm out of it. I hate that. I hate that. Oh, I, so Jam of the Week, Faith, Russ. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Oh yeah, Is it that or because yeah. I didn't know what I thought about that song. Oh, um, real quick too. Wiz, Wiz released an album. Oh, did he? Yeah, yeah. it's okay, like Wiz got saw, wings. Yeah, you have Black Tarantino on. Yeah, yeah, because there's yeah. Black Tarantino I had on there. It's my favorite of the album. I 
I mean, I think Faith is better than this, but mm-hmm. I like this a lot. This is my favorite of the album. There's another one I like, too. Sideways by Jack Case and Travis Barker. Yeah. Hey, beat the hell out of the Mask song, or whatever that was. Mask <laughs> Christmas. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, Faith, Ross, yeah. Jadakiss. Um, oh, real damn. quick, another real quick thing. I know yeah, this episode is already so long. Um, the Wiz album, the other two songs I really like off of it are uh, Dr. Dankenstein. That, yep. That's great. Yep. And Player of the Year. Name alone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but right, I didn't realize you dropped an album. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it just happened on Friday, I think. Okay. Um, all right, another week in the books. Thanks, Brett Meter, for coming on for the MLB lock out and just join us for the other segments um thanks for everyone listening every week we appreciate the, our weekly wiz- listeners and please spread the word if you do enjoy us um follow us on twitter instagram and tiktok if you don't already at dairy J sports um if we if guy ends up losing the pickums he has to do dances on tiktok so follow us for that at least um we're also just gonna be using it uh qz seven bucks a piece and two chains line of the a week I had a portal, but I didn't know. Uh, anytime you fall off, then get back up and shake it off. I remember a time misunderstood. I remember a time misunderstood, like I wouldn't make it out, but Don bought your crib from the landlord and put you out. It's a long one, but basically, I thought it was funny because two changes buying a building and kicking someone out. Okay. Love it. All right. Yeah. All right. See you guys. Hey, peace out. In case you couldn't tell, I guess I'm doing well. This is just part of our survival She said that I don't care As she swept back her hair I guess this isn't our revival The ocean view gets me every time I know I'm out of line But I know that it gets better Come on, show me a sign As we're dancing here In the perfect silent weather Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat Only then will you know what I mean Baby, you're messing up my phrasing These questions that you're raising Just know you really drive me fucking crazy And even though I like your state of mind Right, girl, wrong time Time has passed, the days are moving fast We need to get to where we're going No matter where you go, even a stone's throw The things you learn are always showing Oh baby, I think I know why You aren't left behind, these things are contradicting I know somewhere that I will pass you by With a sunset in the sky, do you know what I'm saying? Dance all night to the beep, beep, beep Feeling the sand on your feet, feet, feet When the sun rises, take a seat, seat, seat